Hey, pardon my take, listeners. You can find every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. For us, golf is simple. It's a chance to get out and have some fun with our friends. But inevitably, little things have a way of ruining it. The group ahead is taking forever. You can't find the fairway with a map. And the Bev cart is nowhere to be found. And the best way to make a bad day better is Fireball Whiskey. You get their nips, the little shooters. They are great. Makes a bad day way, way, way better. Make sure to grab the new Fireball Birdie Shot Club. It's literally a golf club filled with Fireball nips. Put it in your bag. It'll fit right in that side pocket. Drink Fireball nips and have a great time on the golf course. On today's part of my take, we have John Harbaugh, Baltimore Ravens head coach, the finale of the Harbaugh trilogy. We've had Jim Harbaugh on. We've had Tom Crean on. We have John Harbaugh on today's show. An awesome interview. Awesome, awesome interview. He really, uh, he actually said it himself at the end. He's like, that was way more fun than I thought. So it's a really fun time. Uh, make sure you listen to that. We also have Combine Wrap Up, Who's Back of the Week, and a Monday reading because it is Monday. Before we get to all that, speaking of Monday, Monday night. Monday night football is back because Your Call Football, we're doing it tonight. You got to tune in. The Your Call Football, you probably remember it from last year. Uh, it's set up where we basically watch football. We get to call the plays. It's an awesome new league. And we'll be playing tonight, proving we're the best coaches at Barstool. We're taking on the guys from Barstool Breakfast, who took down Lights Camera Crew last week to earn the right to face us. Tune in tonight to catch it live on BarstoolSports.com. And download the free Your Call Football app right now to play alongside of us. You're probably saying to yourself, well, what is Your Call Football? Well, let me tell you, it's two teams of NFL-quality players led by former Pittsburgh Steelers teammates Solomon Wilcox and Merrill Hodge. Call plays for both offenses after every down. You get 10 seconds to choose one of three play options selected by the coach. Majority rules the play call with the most votes will be run on the field, and you can earn points when the play called is successful or you lose points if the play call is unsuccessful, lost, you know, yardage, turnover, whatever. So fun! It's it's an awesome time. There's no kickoffs, no extra points. They always go for two. It's the best parts of football for you, and you can win cash. Take your shot at over seventy thousand dollars in cash prizes. You could win one million if you can call the perfect game by earning the maximum amount of points for an entire game. More chances to win with quarterly cash prizes. You can jump into the game anytime and still win big, and it's free to play. Just down. Download the app and sign up. Then tune in live to experience what it's like to call a real professional football game. There are three more Monday night games left this season for you to show your skills. Tonight, March 11th and March 18th. So sign up right now. Download the app and come play with us. Tonight, we'll be playing on Your Call Football and BarstoolSports.com. Okay, let's go. Welcome to Part in My Take, presented by our brand new music video and song coming out on Friday. You'll probably hear more about it, but it is awesome. Awesome song, Sunny Digital Joint, and you tune in on Friday. We'll have that for everyone. 
Today is Monday, March 4th, and wait, fuck, cut, cut. I forgot to turn on my playoff mode. Hold on. Okay, boom. Playoff mode has been activated. I'm ready to go. You know, March 4th is the only day of the year that's a complete sentence. Yeah. Fun fact. True. That is true. I just made that up right now, so nobody also, fact check it. But February 15th. Yeah, Feb 15. Yeah, and that, what's the odds of March? Ides of March is the 15th of March. No, what about the never, never, f- always remember? The something of November. We already forgot. That, that too bad. is also you know what they, a full sentence. They played themselves by naming it that because it was so easy to forget. It was too long. Yes. And they're like, nobody will ever forget this. Yeah, never I remember f- a nerd from uh, Anon, Anonymous put on a mask and then like killed the king. Always remember and the Ides of September. 5th of September. The 5th of September. November. Always remember the November. It's November. November. It's the day that Natalie Portman shaved her head. So that is a full sentence as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So 5th. today is March 4th. We have we have activated our playoff mode, which means we can uh, throw balls off the backboard in lackadaisical effort and not try and not make the playoffs. Well, playoff mode for LeBron means that he's not going to win another title, so that he is currently in playoff mode. This that, is that it, was bad. We're getting into the fake injury time, boys. My, it's coming. My favorite the the look that he gave his teammates after he threw the ball off the backboard. Like, they fucked up. Like, yeah. who put that there? Which one of you assholes... God damn it. Which one of you good-for-nothing assholes left that giant backboard there? It's probably actually... It, the Malcolm Gladwell rule of 10,000 hours is basically thrown out the window. Well... Because LeBron James has played more than 10,000 hours of basketball, and he still doesn't know that the backboard is there. Well, he hasn't played 10,000 hours of basketball drunk, so this is, like, it's still new. True, <laughs> true. <laughs> this is all new. He's he, learning it all for he has, the first time. He has played 10,000 hours of losing basketball in the playoffs, though. So uh, he's, he's yeah, very true. used to that. So, we're not going to make this all about LeBron. I just, can you actually just put in the, the Stephen A. Smith clip, because it's my favorite clip of all time? The Lakers stink! Somebody has to say it! And that will be the end of our LeBron talk. Let's talk I do, about... Well, I just want to say, as a LeBron stand, like, give him a break. This is the free, listen. Oh, okay. He's. I fully believe that he's going to make the playoffs as an eight seed. Yeah. Which, as we've discussed, means that he has the easiest path to the finals because he gets to play the Warriors when they still have fresh legs mm-hmm. on the Lakers. Yes. So good for him. Okay. So now put in the Stephen A. Smith clip again. The Lakers stink. Somebody has to say it. And we'll move on from LeBron. All right. Let's talk NFL Combine. Uh, the big stories coming out of the NFL Combine, there's always one guy who wows everyone. That guy's name is DK Metcalf. You probably watch him on a terrible, terrible Mississippi team this year, but he was part of that team. Mm -hmm. And he is ripped to shreds, runs really fast, can do everything except, what, a three-cone drill? He can kind of important. Well, he like can't. Shifting. He can't do the three cone drill, and there was another one that involved a lot of change of direction. Yeah, that he struggled at. So, so if he's you a look, raider. Yes, he's, he's a, raider. a raider. Basically, Matt Millen and Al Davis's corpse are going to have like a celebrity death match yes. to see who can come back and draft him. Yeah, I actually think that the Raiders have just they have a Ouija board set up that they just ask Al what to do at all times, and, and this so will the, be DK. And Metcalf. It, this was trade your entire trade every pick that you got. Uh, for Amari Cooper and for Khalil Mack and move up and get DK. I want to believe that teams don't take too much uh, away from the combine. Basically, what I assume the combine for the smart teams, they watch it. If a guy is unbelievable, they say, hey, maybe we should go back and look at some of his films, see if we miss something. Mm-hmm. But we know it's the NFL, so that means there are a ton of dumb, dumb teams that basically say, oh, my God, this guy just ran what? And yeah. his body fat is what? Uh-huh. 
put him. Let's draft him third. One point six percent body fat is actually a huge red flag for me. Yeah. What? Have what a could, burger, man. Yeah. What could you possibly be? You're a psycho if you have one point six percent body fat. Yeah, I don't even know how that works. I mean, I I do know this. You no cold weather team should draft him. Yeah. He yeah, would be he, freezing cold in the winter. He can't hibernate. Nope. He has to wear long sleeves yeah. if he's going to go up north. Not a not a not a cold weather no, guy. He's off my big board. But yeah, he what did he run like a four three three? Yeah, yeah, four three. I think four three flat. Or yeah, it might have been four three. It, it was it was discussed. Like he's a huge dude. He is massive. He's, Enormous. Yeah, he's like David Boston on better steroids. Yeah. So he he stole the show. We also had the classic every year. We love it because there will be. Um, uh, rumor coming out of one of the meetings or a couple of the meetings. And so the best questions that were asked this year, uh, cornerback Lonnie Johnson of Kentucky said the Seahawks put him in a staring contest lasting 15 to 16 seconds during his formal interview with them. Mm-hmm. Said he won, couldn't recall the name of who he went against. See, that's a red flag too for me. Yeah. It's like that's the that's the easiest game of memory ever. You should be able to remember the face of the guy that you stared at for 15 Actually, seconds. I'll say the opposite. He just knows that he won. That's all that matters. At the end of the day, it's just wins and losses. Who yeah. cares who's on the who, – like, who cares – remember Sean McVay when he named everyone on uh, – who did he na- – he named everyone on the Patriots defense or something? Or And everyone's like, oh, my God, Sean McVay knows everyone's names. I think it's like, the well, Bears. Yeah, it was the Bears. Right, uh-huh. right, right. Everyone's like, oh, he knows, he knows everyone's names. Well, guess what? Knowing names is overrated. Yeah, agreed. Just beating people in staring contests. We can rule out that it was Jim Caldwell. Because you're not you're not walking out of a room defeating no. Jim Caldwell in a staring contest. He's still sitting there. Yeah, he is the all time alpha when it yes. comes to that. And then the other one was uh, uh, happened with the Texas cornerback. I guess it's cornerback season. Chris Boyd uh, was asked, "Do I, do you have both of your testicles?" <laughs> That's he a answered good, yes. It's a great question. It is a great question because it's like Wait, you never do know. I? You never know because the the NFL is still stuck in the past in these like Victorian. Uh, sense of modesty where you have to wear underwear when you exercise. Yeah, and so there's no way to know if a guy's got all three pieces down there unless you ask him. I actually, I'm, I'm, I've gone on from the ridiculous questions, and my favorite part of the combine is people getting mad about the ridiculous questions because that is yeah. even more ridiculous. Like the questions, the way I mean, we've been to the combine, we kind of know how it works. These guys have like maybe five, ten minutes to sit down with someone. You're going to want to ask them something absurd and just see how they nuts. react. You're going to it's, right. It's actually more difficult not to ask another man about his testicles. Right. If you just meet, when was the last time you sat down with another man, like a new guy that you just met, and didn't talk to him about his balls within five I, minutes? Probably uh, never. Yeah, probably never. I, I have a Rick Riley joke for you. Ready? Oh, great. Okay. Hey, you're really excited about oh, this yeah, one? That I can, was, did you hear it? I, I can tell. Yeah. yeah. Oh, great. Uh, hey, he he drops so many balls. That's why he's a cornerback, not a wide receiver. There you go. Nice. Put how many boobs? Uh, that was like a, that was a one point seven five. I think that's a little undersold. I'd say two point one. I give myself two point one. Yeah, one. You no, know, you just shy of two boobs, mm-hmm. two full boobs. Uh, but yeah. So the the combine. I mean, any other big stories that we we want to talk about coming out of the combine? That's about it. Uh, the other thing that came out was Antonio Brown continues to go on his press tour. Yeah. So he's giving interviews to Jeff Darlington. He's going on the shop with LeBron James. His mustache is it's ridiculous, amazing. It, you it, can't take him seriously. He looks like C three PO finished on his. Face. Yeah, it's absurd. Here he's been just drinking too much milk, but it's like curdled milk. Yeah, like it's it's buttermilk. It's, yeah, yeah, buttermilk. Yeah, exactly. It's it's re- also Jeff Darlington and Antonio Brown are sitting way too close. Together. Yeah, they, I love when they when they come out in the pan. It's like these guys are touching knees. This yeah, is weird. It was a huge room too. Which yeah. I mean, if you're gonna sit that close to somebody. You have to be in like a, a modest foyer or something yes. like that. You can't be in a, a marble plated living room 
just like rubbing knees, just playing footsie. But he's he Antonio Brown has has cracked the code. If you talk about your uh, impending free agency, that's actually not free agency enough. People will start to believe that you're a free agent. He he repeated his sentiment that uh, that Big Ben thinks he's an owner of mm-hmm. the team and also a player. And uh, he's just going to keep being mad and keep. I, I, the, I think we're at the point now where the Steelers are going to trade him to someone somewhere he doesn't want to go and just fuck him. Just fuck him over. Yeah. It, yeah. But then he said that he doesn't have to play. Oh. So he put that so one out there. So he's going Le'Veon Bell style. I don't know what he's going to do. What it, if they just signed him? What if they just re-signed? What if they just signed Le'Veon Bell and and re-signed and like gave Antonio Brown more money? We're like, fuck it, guys. I don't think they're going to do that. That was just all that. a joke. I don't think they're going to do that because they're treating Big Ben like, like he's an old cat. Yeah. Like maybe you have an old family cat or something that's 16 years old. It's got crusty. It's got that one crusty eye all the time. Mm-hmm. It has some mistakes yeah, next to the litter box. Crusty eye. Yep. You know, like it's just a smelly cat that's like in your house all the time. And you, terrible. you used yeah, to love it. It does sound awful. You used to love it, but now you just have to make it happy and comfortable yeah. in its own age because it, it used to be you such to give a, it shots all the time. Yeah, you yeah. have to put, like, medicine on its just butt. Peeing everywhere. Yeah. There's a lot of ointments involved with Ugh. this new cat or this old cat. Yikes. So I feel like they're just, like, placating Ben and being like, we have to do whatever Ben wants because Big he's, ben shows up he's been a, around all the time. Yeah, he shows up in a cone. Around his head because he's been licking his butt too much. Yeah, well, he's in the probably be licking something else. Yeah, well, he's licking, I know Ben. He's licking everything. Yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> licking everything downstairs. So yeah, the combine, Antonio Brown, LeBron, uh, college basketball. We're getting close. We're getting close to March Madness. There's nothing better than the month of March. It is so so much fun. I'm very excited for. It, it feels like it's starting too late though this year. I was about to say March feels like it came early. Yeah. Oh, hey, no, but no. check it out. This is March. This is March. But shout out John Rothstein. Yeah, who we might have to get on the show and ask him about all of his tweets. About asking if it's March. It's it's what his Twitter is wild. But uh, the, no, the the tournament still doesn't start for another two weeks. It feels mm. like I'm being robbed. I want my I want my tournament now. Yeah. I'm hungry now. See, you're saying that, but conference tournament week is is a very no, underrated week. Oh yeah. As far as that, like that's that's where you get your real value for your bets go. Oh, don't is, have it, you, is it sharp? You don't, you sharp don't, FT? You don't have any every Tom, Dick, and Harry. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what's what's your record been the last couple months? Uh, okay? I've been eight and I said seven and one on Barcelona Sports Advisors. My last eight. In your last eight, yeah, okay. it's pretty good. Uh, that's pretty well, good. Seven and one. Um, I have been taking the the Blackhawks overs too yes. since you told me about it's that. It's unmushable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll probably lose tonight after I've said this again, but it happened in twenty. I think it was twenty seven minutes of game time. Mm-hmm. So it, was, it wasn't even it wasn't even half the game that it took to get over the other night. But yes, no, you're right. The conference week is awesome. I'm excited for conference week. It's just I don't know. I'm ready. Once March gets going, it's like let's do it. Mm-hmm. Let's get this fucking thing on. You know, what? I always felt like spring break used to come too early. Yeah, it's like I, come on. I'm like a month and a half into my New Year's resolution that I'm half-ass keeping up with. Right. They really spring break should be in like early July, just to like let me get my body right. Yeah, just give me give enough time past January first where I can that I can actually spot. do some stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I made it all the way till the end of January before I made it to my birthday, and then year of the core has been canceled. <laughs> Next year. Next year's going to be big. Year of the core was too problematic. It was wow. too it was hard. You know it was what? hard. It was too hard. You also see a guy like DK Metcalf. Do you go to physical when, therapy at all? I have. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm, I'm, I guess I kind of completed year of the core because I played basketball last week, right? Like, my goal was to get back on the basketball court. That happened. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so you're the Mission core accomplished. complete. But do you feel the same way that when you see a guy like so DK with, with his yeah, shirt no, it's off? Great. And it's you're really like, great. it's almost not Fitzbo anymore. It's just like, this guy makes me want to just jump off a bridge. Yes. 
Right, like there's I'll how never, am I, I'm not the same species as there's this guy. never there, no matter how much I do like I could I could just not eat for the rest of my life and live in the gym and I still won't look like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I agree with you. He he's he's problematic for all the fitspo people out he's there. He's very problematic. Yeah. Uh what you got another question about your core Hank? You I look I, call, I, hey, I got it a month. I did a month. I call him Louis CK Metcalf cuz he's so problematic. Is that another? No, that was just me. Oh, that was just that was just that me. Was, I don't need tough. boobs for that one. That was just that was a that was a PFT classic. That was a PFT ridge. Uh, all right, Hank, you want to do who's back? Uh sure. Let's I, do it. I got a few. Uh, my first one. I'm surprised oh, we didn't start the show with this one. Mm-hmm. The lacrosse. Uh, there was uh, the highlight. I'm sure everyone saw it. It was probably the highlight of the weekend of a uh, lacrosse kid like juking someone out, mm-hmm. waving past yeah, the defender, the and scoring weekend, a sick goal for sure. Uh, a- I saw more. I saw. I saw that highlight on my feed more than you know baseball, rugby, basketball, any other sport. Mm-hmm. So he didn't well, have any good lettuce though. That good so, indication yeah. of the sport. Of the future. highlight of my weekend was being able to sleep till like 10, 10 a.m. on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty sick. awesome. Yeah. Uh, that, that's other, how that's how cool that lacrosse highlight was. My other who's back of the week is the Storm Chasers. So yeah. I don't know if people weren't following along, but uh, they had this extra year idea. But Caleb and Roan, two guys that work for us, they were on the hunt for a for a storm court chasing. Mm-hmm. They got it in Indiana, but I guess they're twenty four hours in. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. staying. They're staying on the road though. Yeah, so they're going to be at Syracuse to. tonight. It's yeah. it's it's too early to abandon it. It sucked. Because like that would have been awful if the very first game that they went no. to was a, a storm court. Because that would have been cool. I think at that point you just have to like call it off. Right. But the fact that they they missed one and then they got one on their right. second attempt. Now it can they can stay on the road before they went. We were basically like either it has to be the first one or the last one. Everything else is going to kind of like you got to stay out there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. they. they so they stormed the court of Indiana, but it was hilarious because there was a lot of uh, like purebred Indiana fans that in the video they had, they were very, very upset at oh, the people yeah. storming the court oh, yeah. because they didn't think it was Indiana like... Indiana still matters. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But they got it. Like it's beneath them? Yes. Yeah. They're like, this is bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Like, you're not oh, going on the court. Listen, like, they, they've won multiple titles, okay? They're still a blue blood program as far as they're concerned. I, if you're unranked and you beat like a top... Top five, top well, ten team at co- home. Listen, I've been, I've gotten deep into the storm court uh, Twitter. It's, it's a wild world because there's, there's also the rules of like people are like, well, it's a conference game, unranked, like versus ranked doesn't matter if it's a conference game. They're, you know, historically supposed to be good. College kids are gonna have fun. Yeah, it's, it's actually though the, the fun part about storm court. Like if you want to hop on Twitter and just be like, well, Indiana, you can basically neg all of Indiana by being like, well, I thought. I thought you guys still mattered, but obviously not because mm-hmm. you're like you're basically now Northwestern or you know so, like some you know like Minnesota. You're 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 storming this court. You guys mean something. Guess not. Yeah. So it's like a whole song and dance that goes on on Twitter. And then people are like it's college kids. They just want to have fun. And yeah. Well, people I, get heated about it. I like that argument though. It's like we were once good, so now we're not allowed to have fun. Right. We've been so Act good like for you've so been there, exactly. even though it's been forty years. Like it's, it would be like if the Patriots fans jumped on the field after winning a game in September because they never do that. Actually, they should they should storm the field if they win like an early season game against the Dolphins. Have you guys ever stormed a field or a court? Yeah. Uh, it is very fun. I I don't think that I have because I, I respect trespassing laws. Here you go. I did uh, the famous game where what fuck what was his name the Ohio State linebacker who choked out. Uh, Stocko or Jim Sorgi, we ran on the field at Wisconsin. It was I think Ohio State was number one. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It is fun. Like it's a college kid. Have and they fun. have the, they have the fisherman outfit, so it's funny. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It was it's very good video, and there's a video out right. Yeah. So make sure you tune in. All right. Do you have anything else? Uh, Trey Young as well is back. Okay. Yeah. 
He got in a yeah. little fight with Chris Dunn. The, the greatest rivalry that no one cares about is yeah. the Atlanta Hawks versus Chicago Bulls right now. <laughs> he was just staring at Chris Four at overtimes, and then they played again, and yeah. That was the most bullshit ejection I've ever yeah. seen. He was just like staring at him. I think the refs were just like, we got we to gotta get this asshole out of the game because if we keep him in, there's a chance that he takes it to another four-overtime game. Yes. And nobody wants to see that. Trey Young did pull the awesome move of like talking shit to someone and then pulling. He pulled up from like 40 feet and hit a hit a three. Yeah. Like that is, that's as badass as it gets. See? Mm-hmm. That's point for my embrace debate, being wet from three. That, True. Pulling up from 40 in someone's eye. Mm-hmm. Might be better than a, than a dunk in someone's face. And I it, disagree. It's just much more interesting too, because like him and Luca got traded for each other. So like it wouldn't if they, if they had just got drafted where they got drafted, like the the rookie of the year race would be interesting. But the fact that it's like who who got the better of that trade makes the whole I thing. I think Ben oh, yeah. Simmons should still qualify. Who won for the that. trade? Yes, absolutely. Forever a rookie. <laughs> uh, PFT, what do you got? My who's back of the week? This is going to shock you guys, but USA Rugby oh, is back. Okay. Big you guys had a viral highlight this we week. See that Huge coming. viral highlight. Yeah, absolutely. We had several. Surprised you didn't, it wasn't all over your feed this morning, Hank. Uh, <laughs> we finished in first place. We took home the cup trophy in Las Vegas. Beat the entire world. Wait, the cup trophy? Yeah. Wait, the, so that's meaning, the end of the season. The trophy the, isn't so the, the cup? No, well, that's what they call it because the other trophies for like... Bullshit. No, it's, it's the <laughs> cup. trophy? It's the cup or the cup trophy? It, we won the cup, which is a, also a trophy. What's it called? It's called the tr- The cup. Trophy. It's called the cup. <laughs> cup trophy. So this is pretty simple stuff. Okay. We won the entire tournament, and we beat New Zealand in the semifinals, so now we're in first place in the world by a large margin. Wait, uh, so the season's over. The season's not over. But we won we're the number, cup trophy. We're ranked number one in the world. So you raise the cup even though the season's not over. Yeah, you drink out of the cup. even though. It's, so it's we have. Another, what do you win if you win the whole season? Well, we have another tournament next weekend okay, in Vancouver. What if you win the whole season? What do you win? Oh, listen, we take, the, we, the we same take things cup? one weekend at a time the in the USA Rugby back? community. No, the cup travels. You can't travels. touch the cup. No, you can touch the cup. <laughs> you can touch it, believe you me. So we finished second place four four tournaments in a row. Oh, I remember. And it's now like, we won. Yeah, we finished first. the greatest streak of all time. Yeah, we, we finished first this time. <laughs> so mm. we are first right now. We are first in the world by a large margin because New Zealand, is, they finished fourth this week. I'm going to say something nice about rugby. Ready? Mm-hmm. The games go fast. Yes. You Fa- literally sat sport, down to watch sport it. on two feet. That's we, what everyone says. We got in the office and PFT's like, we're in the cup trophy final. And, uh, the cup final. Yeah, and, and you sat down to watch it, and I heard you cheering, and then like 10 minutes later you got up and you're like, we won. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. Okay, cool. Hey, it's a fast game. Rick you got, Pitino should get back into coaching you got, with it. <laughs> you got seven guys on each team, so it's a big field, so there's a lot of scoring, and the game has to go fast or else it would just be like pure exhaustion by the end of it. I'm, I'm, I would I'm say thrilled for us. At this point, if the U.S. took our best rugby players from a young age – and taught them football, we would be the best football country in the world. That's how good go. our rugby team is. We'd, we'd, we'd fi- well, yeah, we'd finally win a great – no, we've won one great cup, actually. Baltimore won that great cup. Yeah, that was they amazing. really stick it to the Canadians mm-hmm. when you say that. Because uh, they still haven't won a Super Bowl. Yeah, so that's my only who's back of the week. That's it? That's it, because that's it all that matters. Billing. Yeah. All that matters. Shout out Love USA it. Rugby. Love it. All right, uh, my who's back. I got to uh, – Steve Smith's shit-talking is back. So he said that uh, he's going to stay on TV because he's actually good at it. As a nice shot at Jason Witten, I fucking love it. I up. I love it. I. The more we thought about it, like the more I think about it, Jason Witten just got fired. I'm just going to say, like, let's just call it what it is. Jason Witten, you got fired. If he was good at his job, he would not have gone back. No, how do you figure that, Big Cat? I figure it because he. Well, first of all, the the contract is very suspicious because I think he's getting paid. 
Three and a half million dollars from the Cowboys, but five million with incentives that he's never going to reach, mm-hmm. and that is specifically done because if he if it was announced he was getting paid three and a half million dollars, it would be a pay cut from what he's getting at ESPN. And I think ESPN was essentially like, "Dude, we're not saying you're fired, but you're fired." I and then Jason Witten Witten needed like a, a translator because he obviously can't understand zero zero one like, one one zero 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 one yeah. right. one one zero. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, the one thing that nobody's talking about with this, Jason Witten spent an entire year meeting with coaches before games, getting their game plans, finding out strengths and weaknesses in these production meetings. Ooh, good and now point. he's going back to the Cowboys where he's got all this inside info. Do you think you retained any of it? Uh, yeah, dude, he's got like eight or nine gigs of storage <laughs> just in his spinal That's column alone. That's actually a good point. Jason Witten ha- is tampering. Yeah, yeah. Jason Wynn, it's very, very problematic with the knowledge that he I has. agree. I think it's, a, I think it's a disgrace. That's a great point. We need to get that going. Mm-hmm. We need to take away a Cowboys draft pick. Okay, done. Get Jerry Jones. You see Jerry Jones with the AAF hat? Yes. Yeah. What was he doing? Shadow commissioner. <laughs> He's just like he just taking shots at everyone. Uh huh. Yeah. It I must be. I did see Jerry Jones at the bar last weekend. Yeah. In Indy. And looks did, great. Was it a, a ghost like? No, it looks great. Is he walking through people? He, he and his son were were <laughs> just just prowling around. Yeah, just looking for ladies. I mean, it is the weirdest thing in the world because how the combine works is like Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones show up to a bar, and Stephen Jones then tries to pick up chicks for his dad. Mm. It, w- it was actually <laughs> bizarre, and it made me not want to become a billionaire watching Jerry That's Jones. Yep. Here, here's what I didn't like: I saw Jerry Jones waiting at the bar. To like get the bartender's attention. Stars are just like us. Just like it, I was like, fuck it, I don't want to be rich anymore. If I there can't, if I can't get to a level of wealth where, where I don't have to wait for a drink, then fuck it. What's the point? People of means, you've been canceled. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah. done. Uh, yeah, I I agree with that. I also like I would just build bars that were I could like sit at. I'd basically just sit at home. <laughs> yeah, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I, I would never have that problem if I were a billionaire because I'd never go to a bar. Or you would just like have a really nice scooter. I know you're into scoot life. Yeah. And you have a scooter that has a bar on the front of it, so it's just with you wherever you go. And it's a, and a woman is actually like she – it's very dangerous, but she has to be standing behind the bar while I drive the scooter <laughs> yeah. and just running into people. Yeah. Um, all right. My other who's back is Medium Rare Plus. So we went to three different steak restaurants in a row, or I went to three different. PFT was with me for two of them. Hank was with us for one. Asked the waiter at each of them, is medium rare plus a real thing? He said, absolutely. Yeah, but you're forgetting the one, uh, the guy at the second restaurant kind of laughed. He was like, yeah, no, if you want to. He, you, no, actually, yeah, because you asked, and he was like, of course it is. No, he was like, this yeah. This is an absurd question. He was like, yeah, you're right. The plus means nice, spit. It means I spit on it. Nice steak restaurants have medium rare plus, so it's back. Feels back. No? No. Never order medium rare Hank plus. Hank didn't get the shrimp cocktail at St. Elmo's. Not going to tell on him. Well, because it was going to hurt his tum-tum. Too yeah. hot. It's too hot. It's too hot. It's too hot. It's, too hot. it's famous shrimp cocktail. On my way out, I, my flight got delayed. Stopped at the airport bar to get one of the shrimp cocktails. Another one on uh, the way out. Okay, so question. Ooh, I ate there too. Didn't get the shrimp to- so, cocktail again. It, so Indianapolis, quick review. We did the review of the uh, airport. Prime 47 versus St. Elmo's. Ooh, who you got? I have Prime 47. I thought St. Elmo's is you go for the shrimp cocktail, but after that, mm-hmm. the menu doesn't have a lot to offer. I agree. I agree. My steak was better at Prime 47. Yes. And the bread was better, which is pretty much how I rank all restaurants is how hot the bread is when yeah. you bring it out. No, if they if you're at a nice restaurant and they bring out cold bread, <laughs> yeah. what am I even doing here? Oh, you know what's worse than cold bread? Cold butter. Fuck cold butter. When you have to, like, it, like, doesn't spread. 
It's the worst. Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? I want I want just basically just a bowl of movie popcorn butter Go off, that I can King. just yes. dip in with the bread. Yes, yeah, speak your yeah, truth. Don't speak do that. Truth. that. Don't do that shit. I hate it. Don't and get I, Big Cat fired up about butter. the bread. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, no, the it, bread. It, it'll ruin your night, right? Yeah, the bread. Like, listen, bread's a very important part of the meal. And you know what? If you get the ice cold butter, it's, it's pretty much an ice cube. I'm not even convinced that it melts when it's in your stomach. Correct. You just end up pooping out a, a round ball of butter later. Yeah, it's like corn. Yeah. You're just walking around with butter. Don't get Big Cat going on don't, butter. Don't get me going on that. Big Fucking Dairy, you've bullshit. made a very powerful enemy. Just make sure the the just leave it uh, room temperature. That's all I ask. Mm-hmm. I'm you not know, asking for it to be hot. In most European countries, they leave all the butter out. Perfect. Yeah, love it. Eggs too. Yeah, love it. Also great. You're just cracking a, a room temperature That's egg into your gross. mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Well, uh, butter. Well, when you think about it, like a hen's vagina is warm, why wouldn't you leave? That's its natural habitat. Right. And it also just sits out in like the in their nest. hen house for a while. Yeah. So like it's not going to go bad. Right. We refrigerate weird things. What mm-hmm. about ketchup? Mm, uh, yeah. You don't need to refrigerate it. I think though. ketchup tastes better when it's refrigerated. Yeah, but you don't need to. That's kind of one of those weird things. You like, don't have to. Yeah, right. But I elect but to. But we do. Mayonnaise we go either. the extra mile. Mayonnaise you do not have to refrigerate <laughs> ever. That's true. Yeah. Tuna fish and mayonnaise. If you make some tuna fish, refrigerate tuna fish. No, like once you open it, tuna fish and mayo. Leave it out for three days. Mm -hmm. Way better. It is. You get the nice little seasoning of the room on it. It's like when you leave when you leave a glass of water out and you can tell what room it was in. The dust, like the the subway. You know how subway the smell, the fresh bread smell is actually human skin. Mm -hmm. You get a little bit of that human skin on your tuna fish and mayo, Mm. and it's real good. I'm just going to pretend I know what Big Cat's talking about with the human you've skin because it sounds good. You've never seen that article that, like, apparently the, the – you know the Subway fresh smell? Like, when you walk in, you smell the fresh bread? Yeah. There's There was an article, like, a couple years ago, like, actually, there's human skin in that smell. That's the worst thing they've ever done in terms of advertising. Damn. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Google it. You are mistaking. There was an article mm. that came out that was, like, when you're on the Subway – no, that like ninety percent of the air is human skin. No, I want to believe in you're mistaking that. No, no for just, the just, restaurant Hank, subway Hank, smelling like skin. Don't I be, know what you're talking about. Don't be a truther. Let's just believe what Big Cat said because it's much better. No, that way. hold on, I'm going to look it up because you can't do that to me. Um, well, Big Cat's <laughs> looking it up. If we're talking about eating human skin, which uh, which NFL player at the combine do you think would be the most delicious to eat? Like if we were cannibals. When you breathe on the hu- DK Metcalf, I feel like would be bad. DK Metcalf would not be good. No, not enough marbling. No. Just all lean, very chewy. Yes, uh, fresh bread, Subway fresh bread, skin smell. Let <laughs> me go with Don Terry Poe. I feel like he'd be a good mix of like quick twitch, but also some of the nice like a ribbon of fat. So it says it does say that there's uh, a conspiracy. Uh, Oh, no, wait, that's blowing their smell. And then look at the article I just sent. So what does it say? Basically, Hank's propping, he's passing along propaganda from Taco Bell. Being like, nobody eat at Subway. Oh, did you see, by the way, that guy? It's just skin. Uh, did you Did you guys see, by the way, that uh, the, the guy who like got stranded for three days and lived off of... off of uh, Taco Bell fire Taco sauce. Bell fire yes. sauce. That's pretty cool, Hank. Yeah. If that was McDonald's or Burger King, they'd be dead. Mm-hmm. Okay, Not Chick Fil A though. Hold on, I'm gonna he would have come back stronger if that was all Chick Fil A. I didn't make this article up. I look at the article that I just sent you and tell me that's not what you were thinking about. Subway study shows. This might be. 
A study conducted by the University of Colorado yeah, from 2007 to 2008 yeah. <laughs> to determine the yeah. composition right, and diversity yeah, of the gross is. shit you breathe on the subway what was reveals subway? that in addition to dirt and other organic matter, 15% of the material analyzed was human skin. I'm so 15%. That's, that's not a that lie. That's the, that's the bread smell. I don't think... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, oh, here it is. Subway yoga mat chemical also out of bread. Chemical also found in yoga mats will be completely fake. Oh, see? I was kind of right about so, a no, little bit of it. What happened here is that Big Cat <laughs> I saw, just combined like yeah, six stories no, into one. Big Cat saw a headline that said Subway smell is mostly human skin, mm. and he thought it was the sandwich shop instead of but, the underground train no, that took people back and no, forth. No, but hold on. Listen to me. The subway smell, they had yoga mat plastic in their, their yeah, bread. Just, yeah, just keep passing along. Uh, pink slime. It's the pink slime that you smell. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm definitely... It's <laughs> pretty obvious what happened here. Well, no, I know. It's been obvious for a while. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, know the, I know I've combined about 10 articles into one, but I swear to God there was human skin at Subway. <laughs> swear to God. I'm going to find it right now. Yeah. That was... <laughs> Jared should have just, they should have gone with that angle. That would have been better publicity to be like, hey, you know that smell? It's just human skin. Please forget about Jared. Okay, let's get to John Harbaugh before we do that. A quick word from our sponsors. Cash App, it's time to talk about the cash card from the Cash App, number one finance app in the App Store for a reason. The Cash Card is the most powerful debit card in the world and the only debit card with Boost, a money-saving feature you can't get anywhere else because Cash App invented it. Just select a Boost in your Cash App, swipe the Cash Card, and save 10% or more at Whole Foods, Shake Shack, Chipotle, Taco Bell, Chick-fil-A, Domino's, and coffee shops. If you want to go organic without paying for it, save 10% on every bag of groceries with the Whole Foods Boost. It's not hard to spend $50 at Whole Foods, but it's easy to save $5 if you do. The Coffee Shop Boost takes a dollar off at any coffee shop, including Dunkin' and Starbucks. Buy 200 cups a year, save $200. It's that simple. Become a part of the greatest rewards program ever and get boosted. Download Cash App from the App Store or Google Play and order the cash card today. You're not an award-winning listener unless you do it. Just download it now. We were talking about it being March. Well, guess what March means? It means it's time for PFT's favorite restaurant in the entire world. We're talking about Buffalo Wild Wings. It's primetime college basketball season, and March Madness is on the horizon. You have the huge games night in and night out. So don't be lazy and miss any of the action. Head down to B-Dubs for all the big games. It's Monday, and no matter what the sports schedule is tonight, it has to be better than The Bachelor. That's a fact. Tomorrow we have Duke versus Wake Forest with no Zion. Can Duke get back on track and take down a bunch of nerds? No matter what your game is or who you're playing, the perfect place to watch is Buffalo Wild Wings. By the way, Saturday's slate, get to a Buffalo Wild Wings. I think it's I think it's Duke, UNC, then followed directly by Michigan, Michigan State. So get to a Buffalo Wild Wings. Don't be lame. Stay at home. Don't be lame and stay at home. Get down to B-Dubs and catch all the action. It's crunch time in the college basketball world, so don't make the mistake of missing anything. Get to your nearest Buffalo Wild Wings today. I promise it's way better than your living room. And if you go to Buffalo Wild Wings in March, there's like a – 94% chance you'll see PFT there. That's actually a fact. That's true. It that doesn't matter which one you're in. Uh, anyone. You know what's a fun fact about Buffalo Wild Wings? I used to be banned from one. What, really? Yeah. Uh, for On my 21st birthday, I went to one. Yada, yada, yada. I was banned for 15 years. But now you're back, and it's your favorite restaurant it in the world. So go head down to Buffalo Wild Wings, get your beer, get your wings, and get your basketball on. Okay, uh, let's get to our interview with Coach John Harbaugh. <laughs> Okay, we now welcome on very special guest. He is the head coach of the Baltimore Ravens, Super Bowl champion, and more importantly, 
the final token that we needed to collect to become a part of the Harbaugh family. It is John Harbaugh. Uh, it's great to have you on, but you know that you have to go up against your brother-in-law and your brother and your dad for guests on this show. I know. I'm, I'm, it's, it's, high, it's big company, but I'm pretty impressed you guys have now been ordained as part of the family. I mean, what does that mean? You know, there's certain obligations I think, I think we that. get to come over for Thanksgiving yeah. and have Jim kick our ass yeah, in, in basketball. In, yeah. yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. And he, he will kick your ass. You will not. You will leave a shell of the man that you were when I, you entered into the ring. Yes. Uh-huh. Actually, let me let me start with that. It's uh, a little bit of a easy question for you. Well, actually, no, it might be a hard question. Do you ever think about uh, Jim? You know, obviously, always talks about how he drank milk and willed himself to yeah. be in the NFL. Yeah. What happened to you? I do. I mean, it's right, because I scoffed at that. Like, back in fourth and fifth grade, I scoffed. I made fun of him. I laughed at him. Mm-hmm. His belly was, like, bloated this far out, you know, after lunch, and he fell asleep, you know. <laughs> but look at him. He's six three and a half. You yeah. know? And I, I, I mean, how many people come up to me here at the combine, like, dude, I thought you were a lot taller than that. Right. You know? Uh-huh. It's hurtful. And it's it's like a test case scenario. You If you you were the guy right. who didn't drink the milk. Right. He exactly was. Exactly right. Exactly Same right. Same jeans. That's what happened. So when did you top out? Where are you, 5'11"? Six feet? I'm a little, I'm close to six feet. Six feet. Okay. I was six feet for a while. Then it kind of shrunk a little bit. Okay. Is that how it happens when you get older? So the, you I do, mean, you shrink. Like you yeah. get, you do get shorter. I can't afford to lose any inches. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to getting older. Um, so <laughs> we were talking actually before you, you came in and sat down, like it's interesting the path that you took to become a head coach because you're a special teams guy, right? You coach right. special teams for a while and you don't see too many special teams coaches get those opportunities anymore. Like, why do you think that is? Are you not involved, for the most part, as a special teams coach in, like, the offense and defense? Or are you just, like, out in your own little meetings saying, <laughs> okay, kick the ball far? Or, like, why doesn't that happen more? No, usually the special teams guys are the guys that nobody wants to be around, nobody wants to hang with. They kind of shove you out there to your pasture over there and kind of get rid of the guy and mm-hmm. put him off to the side. You know, I like the way you said it, though. It's like, Special teams coach, like right. you were a special, special teams coach. Start of the game. Know? Well, you get <laughs> named every time there's a, a you know Dave Tobe or someone who's yeah. who's like, hey, this guy could be a head coach. Like, well, John Harbaugh, he was a special teams coach, right? So you live on. For you know that. what it is? It's it's guilt by association. You hang out with too many kickers, and people start <laughs> right. to think that you are one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, really, the truth of it is, I think these guys have been overlooked. I mean. There's been so many great coaches. You can go back. I mean, Pete Rodriguez, Frank Gans. Hey, Dick Vermeule is a special teams coach. Mike Dicka was a special teams coach. Bill Belichick, he's a pretty good coach. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how he got his start, you know, and, and he, he got into defense and all that. But special teams coaches, really, the argument's pretty strong. They deal with the whole team. They deal with all the situations in the game. They're kind of – it's kind of like a head coaching – it's a mini head coaching job, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of crazy these guys haven't gotten more opportunities. I'm always banging the drum for them, but – Usually the way it works out is you coach offense, you coach defense, I mean, secondary or running backs or tight ends and tackles or whatever I coached over the years. Then they say, who wants to do the punt team? And you're the guy crazy enough to say, I'll do it. You know, right. who wants to do the kickoff team? Uh, uh, okay, I'll do it. Nobody else wants to do it. And the next thing you know, you're a special teams coach. But, you know, God's got a plan. Yeah. And it worked out pretty well for me. Do you think uh, the kickoff is going to be gone in a few years? No way. No, no way. way? No. No, it's football. You know? Right. We've got to keep the foot in football. That's a good point. Well, the interesting thing is you have the AAF and you know they don't do a kickoff, so everyone's talking about the you know could the NFL ever get here. Yeah. And then you see a guy like Julian Edelman who wins Super Bowl MVP, and he does a speech afterwards like, I got my start in this league because right. of special teams. Yeah, all the great players. I mean, there are a few guys, that, well, of course, quarterbacks, but even my brother covered kicks. He was a kickoff cover guy's rookie year. But the, the guys become really good linebackers and really good, really good tight ends and running backs. They start out, they're, they're football players first. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to tackle, you got to be able to block. The league's doing a great job, but we'll say this. I don't always compliment them on stuff like this, but they're doing a great job of cleaning up the plays that really do cause injuries. They're trying to make the helmets better, they're trying to make the shoes better, they're trying to do everything they can to keep those kind of injuries out of there. 
but it's a space game. It's an exciting part of the game. You know, people, some people love soccer, some people don't love soccer. But the thing about soccer that's kind of exciting, it gets out in space. You know, there's movement, yeah. there's, there's yeah. athleticism to it. Same thing in basketball, fast break basketball. That's what, that's what special teams is. I mean, that kick goes in the air, and you got a great returner back. Corderell Patterson's back to return that kick. You, you know, if you're a football fan, you're on the edge of your seat. Mm-hmm. But then you've got to admire the guys that are willing to run down there, you know, 50 yards down the field and get off a block and make a tackle and, and what it takes to do that. So, I mean, if, 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 if you, yeah, I mean, we can start chipping away at football. You know, we could say, well, we don't like this, we don't like that. Pretty soon, you know what you're going to have? Flag football. Yeah, no football, right? Right. Uh-huh. And, the, and the people, and I'll be honest, the people that are hitting football real hard are the people that really would like to see football not as part of what we do. Right. Okay, and that's... That needs to be kind of fought against. That's well, like Hank, our producer. Yeah. Our producer wants lacrosse to be the biggest sport yeah. in America. Yeah. Yeah. I like, love so, lacrosse, though. Yeah. Good yes. sport, lacrosse. Yes. But, we uh, but you know what? How many concussions in lacrosse? Come on now. Let's talk about Big time concussions. Probably a lot. Those rinky-dink helmets that yes. they use. Yeah, yeah. volleyball, yeah. soccer. Soccer like leads the way in, in, in concussions. Yeah, Women's probably. Women's soccer actually taught me that. Yeah, absolutely. So we've been talking a lot about you know how kind of the kickoff is being phased out a little bit. Um, especially like the new rules that they put in place really affected the onside kick yeah. portion of the game. Right. So like as a guy with a special teams background, that's got to be kind of frustrating. Yeah. It's like here's this play that used to be yeah. successful, you know, ten, twelve percent of the time. Now it's down to like four or five percent of the yeah. time. Um, it, it, are there any ways like moving forward that you can see that that it's going to be innovated a little bit to make it more successful? You're right about that. I mean, that's kind of the, one of the big bummers. I mean, you know, how are you going to get the ball back when you need the ball back? How are you going to gain a possession? And the fact that the onside kick is pretty much dead with the new rules, I do think they got to come up with something. You know, give a team a chance. Maybe you got to convert a fourth and fifteen or something, or a fourth and twelve or something. You know, just to get the ball back and regain possession, they should have a chance probably to do that because. There's excitement. I mean, if I'm down by two scores, two and a half scores, right. with four minutes left, you're pretty much done. Right. The uh-huh. game's over if you can't if you have no chance for an onside kick. We so. should go for two when you score the first touchdown. We learned that this yes. year. You definitely should. Are you that. are you a big uh, analytics guy with yeah. that? When the yeah. if you're down fourteen late, yeah. go for two the first right. time. Right. That's like a no brainer. But as soon as you do that and you don't get it, you know, you're going to get blasted by media guys like you. Not yep. us, not us anymore. Because we mocked learned. and made fun of. Well, actually, so I, let, let me ask you this. So I, we always have the theory that uh, guys, coaches in the NFL don't take those risks if they aren't secure with their job. Was there yeah. a point in your career where you're like, I can now start taking more risks on the field because I know that, you know, my owner isn't going to freak out and the media isn't going to freak out because yeah. my track record is proven. You know, it'd be hard to sit here and say, like, no, but, I mean, really, you got to find a way to, like, do the job. You know, if you're trying to keep the job, that's the serious way to not have the job pretty quick. So I think it's better to be bold, to take chances. I and mean, we tried the first ever fake field goal in a Super Bowl. We've yep. done some pretty crazy things, you know, mm-hmm. all the way up. So I think you got. I think you're, I would rather have the reputation of someone that's willing to go for it. Yeah. You, if you're the scared guy, you can't. You can't be coaching. What was the adrenaline it. like when you called the first fake field goal in the Super Bowl? Well, I was kind of bummed because it was like nine yards, and we, we had it set up for five. But I was like, just screw it, we're doing it. You know, uh-huh. we got to try this. Yeah. Did you ever think about using? You your came kicker? up like a yard short. Yeah. yeah. You know. Did you think about using your kicker as a lead blocker like Nick Saban did? No, I never. That was an interesting that. strategy. Yeah, really? When thought. did he do that? I missed in that. the national championship. Yeah, Clemson. that was. He, he had, yeah, was that a fake field goal? And he led the way through. Yeah, that? it was, it was terribly like terribly. Was it nine yards or ten yards? Yeah, it was to get? so bad. His kicker was. It was great. You should actually check that out. <laughs> I, I haven't. Nobody even seen was seen that. coming. That's how Justin Tucker running like through the middle of the line as yeah. a fullback, just knocking somebody's ass yeah. off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of that, stay away from Do you ever? Do you ever look at your brother like just catch him and like? He knows that you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing about it. like, like, like over the years. I mean, well, you know how it is. You guys got brothers. Yeah, right? really. So over the years, like he. I mean, there were times when I when I kicked his butt pretty good, 
And there were plenty of times, probably more than he kicked my butt, because he's kind of a big guy, especially when it got to the point where he got a little lower. So we were 25, and he was the head coach of the – or he was the, the quarterback for the Bears, got his first big contract, got paid, and took us all on a vacation down to Amelia Island. You know, and it was great. It was nice. Fourth of July, paid for everything. It got us out on the beach one day, and I'm, I'm really being grateful. I'm thinking, you know what? This, he's kind of turned the corner here a little bit. This is pretty cool. <laughs> and uh, we get out there. We're building a sandcastle with the kids. And next thing you know, he starts like, you know, we kind of work our way out into the waters. Waves are coming. Big waves mm-hmm. are coming. And, and we're you know, wrestling. He throws a single leg into my right leg as hard as he can. <laughs> so I sprawl, full sprawl, cross face, right to his nose as hard as I can. You know, just smash him right in the face. Or he's strong. He stinks the thing, picks me up, and takes me to the bottom of the, bottom of the deal. Like Sam. I see the sand come up around. It's dark, salt water, and all the air bubbles came out. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I get it. You yeah. Know? All right. But then he kind of keeps holding me down there, and the waves are coming. Holds me down. Holds me down. Holds me down. All right. I mean, I don't know if it was like a minute, but it seemed like 20 minutes. I'm thinking this is going to be it. He snapped. You know, he's gone. I've lost him. <laughs> and he's he going to be in jail for the rest of his life, but it's not going to help <laughs> me. His brother. I'm yeah. done, you know. Yeah. So he let me up finally. Uh, and once I got my breath, he kind of gave me just what you just did. Right. He gave me the old, you know, like, all right, bro. I know. You know. Yeah, we know where it stands. Right. right? Even, yeah. And I had to live with that, like, for the next 23 years, mm-hmm. okay, until the Super Bowl. And the, now, and now, you now every be. now and then, he gives you that look. Uh, Will you just you ever watch the show Bloodline? You just described a scene from Bloodline. Those spoilers. Yeah. Really? I don't that's think so. that's one very brothers, funny, though. One of the brothers actually kills the other brother. In yeah. The oh, really? Well, yeah. I mean, does it really have to come to that? I yeah. Mean. Well, Jim, I mean, Jim has told us when we interviewed him, the human body craves contact. So I can just imagine, like, if you just brush up against him, he's like, let's wrestle. Yeah. Well, he took, he took, he took, he was, he was, he was going over top of Allison when she was five years old, pull rebounds away and put backs to, <laughs> to win the family basketball game on Memorial Day. But now you have it. Now you have that look. Yeah. You can just always. give it to him. That's, that right. is okay. the ultimate trump card. It's kind of the ultimate one. Yeah. yeah. He's going to snap one day well, and he try to drown you again. He hasn't given, yeah, he, <laughs> but this time he'll be able to follow through with it. Yeah. He hadn't given up on that though. He's, he's planning on revenge or something. You know, there's a game yeah. somewhere along the way he's planning on winning. A right. One. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you miss coaching against him? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I miss him being in the, in the NFL. Yeah, because you, know, you know you just had that. Say, you're watching the same tape, and we would talk about stuff. But you know, like you, you always tell when it got to the point where he, like he was trying to get a little more than he was trying to give. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of knew where that was. It's like you know, I know you're holding something back, buddy. Yeah, right. So I'm not answering your question right, right. now. Right, right. So, that's uh, fantastic. When we talked to him, we asked him when the last time he was in a fight, and we were thinking he would say like 25 years ago when I tried to drown my brother, something like that. Yeah. And he was, what did he say, like six years ago? Yeah, he's like, yeah there was a, a situation <laughs> a few years ago. <laughs> Irish fast casual restaurant where I had, to, I had to put a guy on his back. Yeah. Um, so we have to ask you the same question. When was the last time you were in a fight? It's about 25 years ago. Yeah. My brother. Okay, that's yeah. 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 yeah, that's the appropriate normal. answer. He got the famous fight, though, Jim Kelly fight. They're yes. like good buddies now, but, you know, that can never be forgotten. Yes, never, absolutely. Don't let that be stricken from the right. Yes. I just remember why I brought up the whole uh, special teams thing. It wasn't actually because I was interested in your answer. <laughs> it's because I have a suggestion for you for the onside's kick. If you want to make it a higher percentage of, of recovering it, do more drop kicks. Mm. So in rugby, if you watch a kickoff in rugby, they sky it. You can sky a football. You can sky a rugby ball. And uh, it's essentially the same rule. It has to go 10 meters. Your team can recover it or knock it back. The offense recovers it probably like, I don't know, 25 30% of the time. Give yeah. it a look. That's all I'm no, saying. I, uh, it's, here's the thing. It's like I, I, the good thing is no, I don't think any NFL head coaches really listen to you guys. So yeah, yeah. true. I think it's the, the that's, good thing. That's true. Do they? I, mean, I, I don't. For, uh, Mike Vrabel does. Mike Vrabel does. Yeah. Yes. McVeigh right, does too. What's who up, McVeigh? Yeah, yeah, young going to get a head coaching opportunity soon because he listens mm-hmm. to our. Well, podcast. here's the thing. It's like here's the crazy thing. Like what you just mentioned. Like we actually just have that. You do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. The thing is, I don't need these guys to know that. You know. But okay. 
It's kind of in the playbook. Well, so now yeah. this was smart because even if you don't have it, people will now have uh, they'll to be practicing against it. it, but they won't know what it really is, and they right. have to watch rugby to figure it out. Right, there you go. right, that's perfect. Okay, uh, I like that. That's really yeah. great, though. That's a great idea. Yeah. yeah, thank you. I'll take all the credit when it's successful. Yeah, absolutely, and none of the blame. Is absolutely, none of the blame. <laughs> I'm going to be like, what the hell is Coach Nick <laughs> yeah, out there? Fire him. Fire his ass. Yeah, what is he doing? This is. I'll call him the sports radio in Baltimore. We got to get Cool Chow to here. Yeah, he's too brash. So talking about your coaching career, we we were like doing some prep before. Andy Reid and his coaching tree. He has one of the most impressive coaching trees in the NFL when you look like across the NFL. What what is it about him that like gives, you know, guys a chance and, and helps foster that? I think it's his press conferences. You know, he's pretty <laughs> dynamic with the press conferences there. Um I don't know. I just think he's really great. You know, it's uh we are just with him for the last three days. We got all these meeting meetings and stuff like that, and he's still going strong. You know, he's just He's just because how well, you know what it is. He's how normal he is. He's mm-hmm. like a normal guy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> if he's normal, just being more normal makes him great, I guess. Yeah. Right. But it is crazy when you look at it. Like the head coaches in the league, the guys who had yeah. chances. Oh, you yeah. know, he, he had, had like ten guys. He had the coach mm-hmm. of the year, Matt Nagy. You yeah. know, with the Bears. You yeah. know, so it's it's impressive that he's able to have this many guys. Yeah. You know, be under him and then and then come out and flourish in the NFL. Well, his first staff there. I mean, we had guys like Pat Shermer was on that staff. Brad Childers was on that staff. Um, uh, I mean, just guy after guy. Off the top of my head, I guess I could sit and really think about everybody. Yeah. I think we had Brown Rivera, Steve Spagnola. We had like five or six head coaches on that staff. Right. Andy strikes me as a guy, and I've always heard about him, that he uh, he takes input from everyone around him. Yep. So he doesn't have an ego. Yep. Uh, he, you know, if somebody has a good idea, it's like an open-door policy. Yep. Like, he'll implement anything as long as it works. Yeah. How do you think he's a, a guy like him is able to balance that with also, at the end of the day, you're the dude. You're the guy in charge of everything, so you have to, you know, he has to tell people what to do, even if he's, you know, using their ideas constructively. Yeah. How do you think he's able to balance that? Yeah, he, does, he does it well. Like, he's, he's, he can say no. You know, he can, he can get after you. Like, he's got the mustache twitch thing. Like, when he gets mad, he doesn't really chew you out, but his mustache starts twitching real fast. Mm-hmm. And you're like, it's like, okay, I'm going to just back yeah. off right yeah. now. So he's got, the, he's got the teeth. You know, he can chill the fangs. Uh-huh. But... Uh, it's yeah, like he, a cat sticking up the hair on their back. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's like stay away. He's a big guy. Yeah, you know, he's a big dude. So you got to be careful. Uh, Does he, how many steaks has he eaten in front of you before? Because we heard a story that he, ate, he ordered two once at, at one dinner. Uh, oh yeah, I can't comment on that. Okay, but he, he likes probably, to eat. Yeah, there's no question. Two, two. Uh-huh. I mean, that's a that's just an alpha move. Yeah, if like everyone orders one and he's orders, orders two. two. Does he order the same time that. or back or back to back? I think same time. Yeah, you got to go you stack them. Yeah, yeah, you stagger go them. Left, like right, bring them out. Right. Yeah, bring this one out 15 minutes later. That kind of deal. So yeah. you, Andy Reid has a coaching tree. Wait, you, I have one more question about Andy Reid. Okay, that's okay. Have you ever seen him not wearing shorts like at practice? Seems like a big shorts guy to me. Yeah, even yeah, he is a big shorts guy. He's cold. He never gets cold. He's a guy that doesn't get cold. I'm like freezing out there. Like I'm shivering. I'm so cold. He never gets cold. Uh-huh. Never gets cold. Yeah, yeah, the offices are real cold. Yeah, yeah, you got to like dress that. warm in the offices. I like that. Um, so he, so he has a coaching tree. You actually have four. Was it four coordinators that have gone on to be head coaches? Yeah, yeah, yeah. which People is the most that. in yeah. the NFL. Well, I get I get criticized all the time for having all these offensive coordinators. It's like good. you know they did pretty good. You right. Know? I right. Mean, so how does that? How does the process work Not when you them, have right. a guy who <laughs> <laughs> have a guy? I saw, I saw the look yeah. at you. Yeah, you were smart. You just said something. So, but how does the process work when you have a guy and you know that like he might be destined to be a head coach? Is that do you give him the leeway to be like, hey, I want you to go out there? Or you hide if him? he's successful, you want to keep him. You want to just hide him, like put right. him away. Don't let him talk to the media. You right. Know, I've always him wondered. Put him in that. a room. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, you want him to be head coaches. They're gonna get. They're gonna. They're gonna get found anyway. I mean, one thing about the NFL: as soon as you do something, as soon as you have some success, you're the hot guy. 
Everybody wants to give you a chance. So, you know, we had defense. Chuck Pagano is another guy that had a chance to be head coach. So it's like, you know what? If, if it, I want guys to get a chance. Even yeah. coordinators. A lot of coaches hold their guys back from being coordinators. Like they won't. They say, and I understand it. Like a couple say, we give you a long contract. Then, you know, we want you here. We're giving you security. Then, you know, we, we have you kind of, you know. Right. And I don't, think, I don't think when you do that, when you start denying people an opportunity to be coordinators – I don't think you have real good morale. I can't yeah. imagine a guy be real happy, right? You know, and try to do the best he can do. So, if a guy has a chance to go be a coordinator for the most part, unless you have plans to make him your coordinator real soon, I think you should give him a chance to do that. Yeah. So, speaking of like uh, the offensive side of the ball, was it uh, on purpose that you decided to like go back to like 1950s yes. football today yeah, this exactly. year? Yeah. 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 It was... We were thinking about like changing some of the, but the league won't let us change the helmets. And yeah. No face masks. Never pass it. <laughs> right. what, no, in a serious way, like Lamar Jackson had a you know, very good rookie year, but there's clearly more there. What does success look f- like for him next year, like in terms of throwing the ball? Yeah, well, it does. I mean, you got he's got to, you know, I'd say it's, you know, 60, at least minimum 60% completion rate, you know, because we're going to be throwing the ball downfield. So it's not going to be a dink and dunk offense. Uh, he can make short throws and he has to make, you know, you got to complete those at like 85%, yeah. you know, so he's got to do that just like every other quarterback. I know he can do it. But the thing about that is it's like, okay, we can dwell on that, you know, and we'll see. I mean, you never know with any of these guys. I mean, tell me about all the other rookie quarterbacks. I mean, who's standing up pounding the table saying they're going to be great except for Mayfield because they've already seen it, okay? Josh right. Allen. Yeah. Josh, yeah. Allen's Josh Allen. He's our friend. He's a friend. So, yeah, he's, so he's, I'll have to defend him. I like him. Got a good story yeah. about him. Okay? And Baker's a friend too. So yeah, Baker's awesome, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. So we just got to, you guys got to, you know, got to tackle him in the pocket. Yeah. But Josh who comes on our sideline and he's running over there and, 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 he, and, he, and he comes gets smashed into the sideline and, and like, you know, our, our guys, nobody hit him. Nobody did. But, you know, the guys aren't exactly getting out of the way. Mm-hmm. So he kind of ran into one of our guys, Matt Judon. So he gets up and calls, calls Matt, like, gets right in his face, you know, and, like, pops right up. You know, the rookie, like, his first start last year. And he gets right in his face. This is the opening game. And yeah. calls him a name, you know, mm-hmm. that you shouldn't call a, a, a grown man, yeah. you know. And all of a sudden, our, our bench was like, ah, you know, on top <laughs> of it, you know. Like, you know, we're, you, we were cool with you until you said that, you yeah. know. You know, and so I just said, dude, you got to get out of here right now, you know. <laughs> but he respected him. You know, he was not afraid. Right. He came flying into that sideline. He's a big guy, too. Yep. Yeah. He, he, he does Very not tall. back off. You know, yeah. I think he's got I think he's got some fire. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So uh, back to Lamar real quick. So he obviously had some success, right? Right. He was pretty good his rookie year, uh, doing a lot of things. Now you have to expect him to step into, yeah. you yeah. know, being able to expand the playbook a little bit. How yeah. much of that is going to be you – um, kind of working with his skill set and how much of it is going to be you expecting him to improve certain mechanics, certain things right. to fit your existing playbook? That's a great question. I, Thank I, you. You know what, probably, you know, to put a percentage, I mean, it's got to be like 50-50. I mean, to me, it's on us as coaches. Like, our job is to make sure that we do everything we can to create this offense that I would say that, well, the league has never seen before since, like, 1950. Mm-hmm. So, like, we have to, you know, what comes around goes around. You know, it's, it's not evolution. It's revolution. So there's Ooh. nothing new. You know, nothing like never that. new. Yeah. Down. Right, yeah. right. It's copycat check, league. Yeah, it's, well, it's Ecclesiastes, too. You know, it's been around for a while, too. But oh, yeah. That's yeah. what it talks about. Shout so out so check that out. Yeah, throw it in there. Don't forget. <laughs> you know, he's got some pretty good ideas yeah. over the years. Yeah, yeah. I invented the years on the East Coast offense. Yeah. But the other part of it's him, too. And, you know, the thing I like about Lamar is he's a motivated guy. You know, he and he he knows he's a quarterback, and he's not going to be told that he's not a quarterback. And all the all the naysayers out there that want to sit here and say, "Dude, you're not a quarterback," he's going to be like, "We'll see." Mm-hmm. You know, we'll see about that. So, right. he's a major competitor, he's going to do everything he can do to be the best 
quarterback he can be. And, you know, he's going to be able to throw the ball just fine. Also, when he takes off running, you know what I mean, you better, you better be ready for that too. Yeah. And so that's going to open up, you know, the whole offense. Yes. You, you are going to have to adapt to a new offense without your uh, best wide receiver, Joe Flacco, though. <laughs> like, I, did you tell him not to even look like he was giving a shit when he was playing wide receiver? You know how bad that is? Like, even his wife, Dana told him that that was really bad like she was embarrassed by it you know what i mean but here's how joe is joe joe sure will hear this at some point in time it doesn't nothing phases joe yeah like you can't really make joe feel bad no matter what you say to him no can't make him feel bad so even dana couldn't pull that one off yeah i mean pft i don't know if you know this about him but he basically started the whole is joe flacco elite conversation really yeah so i have to ask you was he elite man that's tough you know elite elite Elite, elite guy, elite, uh-huh. elite, elite okay. person, absolutely elite, elite, dude, elite guy. Yeah, yeah. Elite, elite. you probably saw our Super shirts Bowl champion in your yeah. Yeah. In your locker room. In your yeah. locker room. There no, were some shirts. Yeah, yeah. Sizzle had them. He Sizzle was wearing brought the, in a bunch of them. Yeah. Elite. Yeah. Those were our shirts. Yep. The Joe Flacco mm-hmm. face. Yeah. So my, he was that's elite. my quarterback. Won a Super Bowl. Yeah, I like that. That's yeah. my quarterback. So he won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Follow up question: You also cut Danny Woodhead. So between getting rid of you, kind of look like Danny Woodhead. Yeah. Thank you. That's the nicest thing. Danny's like one of my best friends. He's been on our show. What? five, six times, something yeah. like that. Um, so why do you hate Danny Woodhead? I love Danny Woodhead. You know what's crazy about that? Like, Danny Woodhead and I worked out together every morning. This guy's like a pull-up machine, Teacher's okay? pet, kind of? I didn't think so. Okay. I didn't see it. Yeah. I mean, I, well, I was... Well, it didn't work. I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah, there you go. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, I felt like he liked me. I yeah, guess yeah. not. Because here's the deal. As much as I, I love Danny Woodhead, Danny Woodhead's not talking to me since, okay? <sighs> he hasn't spoken to me since. And, and I have to say, I'm not the general manager, so I don't actually cut the people. But, right. but you know, the head coach does have some influence. So I, I get it. You know what I mean? We'll he probably feels that. like it was on me. Do you yeah. want me to call him? Call we'll him. Fix him. That. Tell him he is not. I have not talked to him since the yeah, day it happened. I right texted right him. Right we'll didn't even text it. me back. He will fi- right we'll now. fix it right now. Absolutely. I felt, I felt bad. <laughs> it was hurtful. All right, ask a question, Big Cat. Well, uh, what do you want to – you were talking about the refs yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yeah. Uh, how can we fix it? We're, I mean, we're football fans at the core, and we want it to be the best game ever. We'll we'll hold on to that question while he calls Danny Woodhead. Let's see. I hope he doesn't <coughs> talk me. That would be that'd be tough. Yeah, this is going to be really tough. He it could be uncomfortable. He's a big phone call oh, guy, though. He's a good guy. Hey, Danny, what's up? Um, I'm here with your old coach, Mr. Harbaugh, and he says he says that uh, you haven't spoken with him in a while. And I, I was standing on the table for you and saying like, "Hey, why'd you cut my best friend, Danny?" And so he had nothing. He had nothing but nice things to say about you, so I wanted to play matchmaker and get you guys back together because <laughs> he seems like a good guy. Hey, well, that's good. It's, 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 nice. it's nice to know that uh, he was the reason. <laughs> what did he say? So it's nice they to know that, was the reason. that you weren't the reason. Yeah, he's of course. Right here, he's right. I'm right here. Yeah, he's yeah. right here, Danny. It's not my fault, Danny. Hey, what's up, Harks? How, how, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh you, didn't think I, you didn't think I was here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, That's good. This is great. This is a great. Moment. No, I love you. I told him. I told him you're a pull-up machine, man. Every morning we're working out in the morning. You were just killing those pull-ups. Hey, I, you know, I, I try. You know, as those guys know, I, I just try to try to work hard and get a little grit out there. Yeah, yep. you know, spread the, the grit. Hey, Danny. Uh, last question for me: What people are saying that you're a little bit of a teacher's pet trying to work out with the coach in the morning? Is that true? <laughs> I didn't say that, Danny. It wasn't me. Harps knows that I I was the last thing from teacher's pet. (laughs) I can vouch for that, actually. Not that I I like to fire him up or or get him angry, but I I just, I had no no reasons to do that. (laughs) Okay, Danny, we we miss you. We'll have you back on the show soon. Text coach. Text coach. Text Text me, Danny. Text. 
All right, sounds good. All right, see you, man. <laughs> it was great talking to you today. Bye. That's great. There we go. We put That's it, awesome. Put it back right. together. You guys are like peacemakers. Yeah. yeah. People. Yeah. 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 Put it all back together Bless right there. Peacemakers. Uh-huh. It's in the Bible, too. Um, all right. Don't, <laughs> dodge, don't dodge the uh, ref question. So how we yeah. fix it? It's easy. I mean, okay. So you're fans, right? You guys yes. are watching the game. Fact. And you see the, you see the play, the, the, the Rams-Saints play. Yep. How long would it take for you to throw your flag? Half second, right. yeah, because I bet on the I bet on the Saints, yeah. so I really okay. needed that. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, it's like I, I just think that the officials they have a tough job. I mean, they're down there; it's real time. Things happen fast. They're still communicating. They'll still stop. They'll still take time to try to get it right. So let's put an official up in the box. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be a replay guy. He doesn't have to have any more power than anybody else. But just make him the sky judge, okay? And let him let him let him officiate the game from up there too. He doesn't have to be looking at holding and all the little ticky tack stuff. Just the big stuff. Just the clear, obvious stuff. He can he can talk to the official and say, "Hey, I got an obvious pass interference there. Throw your flag on that." You know, hey, if it mm-hmm. turns out that he's wrong, they can always pick up the flag. They do that all the time. But let's clean this stuff up. You're right because it's it is it is uh, something we kind of forget that how fast the game moves yep. and the refs are in a situation where if something happens and you and you miss it even if for a split second, you can't go back. Right. You know, if, especially a play like that that you can't right. review. Well, I'm not one to sit here and say the refs are terrible and they're bad and they stink and all that like some people will. Right. But because but, they're not. I mean, it's a tough job and all that. But, but you know, we got to help them. Yeah. You know, and the fans aren't too happy when they come out of the game feeling like the, 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 end, the result's not fair. I mean, you look at what happened to boxing. You know, people don't think boxing was, was with the, you know, they felt like it was fixed. Right. right. Okay. Still is. Okay. Yeah. 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 It probably always was. But football's not. You know, football's a fair game. But they can't be thinking that the, the, that the referees are biased. Or that they're incompetent. Right. Three of them the had spent time in Los Angeles over the previous 15 years. Though. I don't <laughs> know if you know that. Yeah. It was a big scandal the game, that was going it was on. So, it was mean that people picking it apart. threw that out there. But you know, yeah. you're right. You're I, absolutely right. I agree with you. It's, um, it's not like these guys are bad officials. They're right. the best officials in the world at football. Right. It just so happens it's, it's extremely difficult to referee an NFL game down on the field level with all these guys flying around you. Yeah. I agree with that. I mean, it's like our obligation, you know, it's like from the the coaches are all for something like this, but to me, the league, it's, it's the, it's their obligation to help those guys be the best they can be. You know, Mm -hmm. that's their job. Mm So let's listen. It's, it's forward thinking, man. We're behind all the other leagues with, with using technology. So just, Clean it up. Mm. Yeah. I also like how there are probably a bunch of referees at home being like, yeah, get them. Yeah, you tell them, John. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. So you're, yeah. Exactly. They'll be extra nice to you next year. Yeah. Yeah, that's always worked out well for me. You, yeah. you guys know. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I, mean, I've been real, I mean, we've been great on the sideline with the officials. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Real absolutely. gentle conversation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how many pairs, of, well, not pairs, how many mock turtlenecks do you own? And are you mm. obsessed with mock, mock turtlenecks? You have a lot of mock turtlenecks. Like during the game and stuff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I have no mock turtlenecks at home. I have them like in my locker because I get cold. I got a long neck. See how long You do is? have a long neck. Like, yeah, like, it's, a, it's a thick neck. It's a hard neck. It's a, I always had a good thick neck, but yeah. it's like it's long. And it's like, I mean, you're under, just shy of six feet tall with a long neck. Yep. Mm-hmm. Where are your shoulders at, you know? Probably have the shoulders <laughs> of a 5'7 guy, you know? So yeah. my neck gets cold. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of heat through the neck. That, that's uh, your signature, though. At least you have like a signature look. We, you know, you know it's NFL Sunday when you see John Harbaugh walking down the sideline wearing a mock turtleneck. Really? Yes. Okay. Yes. That's absolutely. Cool. Uh, so the your family, all coaches. Do you guys call each other coach? No. What if you're walking and someone says coach? Will all of you turn? Yeah, everybody looks. Everyone will right. look. My, yeah. dad, my mom even looks. Yeah, uh-huh. I would say. I mean, you guys are all coaches. Is, is it? Do you ever? You know. 
trade secrets, not secrets, but, you know, take stuff from Coach Crean or your brother or, like, are you able to to sit down and talk about games and have them help you, yeah. how you coach? We actually do a lot of that. I was calling Tom complaining about the free throw shooting of the Bulldogs right now. I want to see some better free throw shooting, you know. So, yeah, that's a big thing for yeah. him, too. Yeah, He, he was kind of mad. He, yeah. He appreciated it. But, <laughs> but, no, I he gave me a thing on attitude, like a, like a little uh, four-sentence deal on attitude. He sent it to me, and he came up with it. It's really good. I'll send it to you guys. He okay. sends me stuff every now and like yeah. motivational stuff. Yeah, he does. Yeah. So I sent it to the team. I mean, gave him credit. I mean, Todd, yeah, we do that all the time. Yeah. yeah. My favorite thing he ever taught us was get ahead, stay ahead. That's yeah. Jack Harbaugh. That's yeah. straight oh. stolen from Jack Harbaugh. Wow. Tom, gave, Tom took credit for that? Yeah. Tom, Tom. Uh-oh. Tom. Oh, Tom. He's listening to this Straight right Jack now. Harbaugh move oh, yeah. right there. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. What, what, do you, uh, what about your brother and uh, this, the way this last season ended? Did you talk to him after that Ohio State game? Because it feels like he's, you know, not teetering, but people get anxious in, in yeah. Michigan, and he's had success everywhere he's gone, yeah. and they just want to beat Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, it'll happen. You know, I mean, you don't get everything you want Confident. right away. I feel like I feel like Ohio State gets blown out by Purdue, but it's a mid mid season game, and then we forget that. That's and, what needs yeah. to you know, happen. I mean, Jim Jim he had a great run there, but now you, you lose to Ohio State in the one last game. You have your, you play probably your worst game in well, in a big stretch there mm-hmm. against big teams. They played all those big teams, and now all of a sudden, you know, the, you know, not getting anywhere, can't win the big one, and all that. Um, Urban had a little head start on him too, and I got yeah. a lot of respect for Urban. You know, they they've done a great job, but he got there sooner. You know. So they were a little bit ahead of Jim when he got there. I think you just hacked it, though. I think that uh, Jim needs to schedule Ohio State in, like, mid-October in West Lafayette. <laughs> yeah, there you and go. And he'll get them. That's right. Yeah. That's a, that's and he'll a get them. Right <laughs> uh, who do you think wins in a uh, battle royale, the Harbaugh's? And I'll give you Tom. Tom can join in with you yeah. guys. Or the Gruden's. Oh, the Harbaugh's. It's not even close. Wait, you don't, you don't let me finish. Deuce Gruden is also in the mm. factor for it. Who's – I don't even know who Deuce Gruden is. It's strength it's, guy? It's John – yeah, John Stone. Wait, is it a weightlifting contest? Five, yeah. five foot four, about 210 yeah. pounds. Is this a Wait, you didn't let me finish. Okay. Uh, the Ryan brothers are the refs. Mm. I don't care. Okay. We'll take on the Ryan brothers too. Not, I mean, <laughs> okay. they're – you know, the wrestling match probably not. They're kind of – they've got – They're a little bigger. They're a little bigger. Slight weight advantage. Uh-huh. <laughs> you guys are more mobile, though. You guys are, are like high flyers. You can go off the top rope on them. Well, that's what you do. You keep them moving. You wear them out. And, they, you know, they can't lift up their arms. And you take them down. I don't yeah. think Jim Harbaugh would lose in a fight to anyone, ever. I've never seen him lose he'd in never a fight. never give up. Never sees undefeated. If yes. It, if it was in the ocean, too, I feel like <laughs> yeah. that's an easy win. <laughs> Dude, I don't, I don't even think Rob, Rob, Rob Ryan can't swim. Yeah, they're I don't not think seafaring. We've had Rob on the show. Yeah, He's definitely – he doesn't seem like a guy who wants to get too deep in the water. Well, his hair has got – you know, you got to keep it right. That's right. Yes. That's pretty great. You got another one? Yeah, is RG3 going to play this year? Yeah. I hope he plays for us. He's a free agent. Oh, is he really? Yeah. What well, about we're sign him? Oh, right you know, so I got to be careful. Well, yeah, he's our free agent, so I think I can. We can't. Yeah, he's we, technically we won't yours. tamper with him. Yeah. Right. But um, in the preseason, he actually he looked pretty good, mm-hmm. didn't he? He did. He did. Yeah, he, he actually did. He was able, like he was putting the ball on a dime. His accuracy was yeah. up. I'm always going to have a soft place in my heart for RG3 yeah. because when he came into the league as a rookie, like I haven't been that excited about a football player in a very very long time. Yeah. And then obviously, you know, he had his injury issues, went away. But it actually looked this year like he helped himself. He helped his career. Maybe got like a little second window. That, to me, you're right. I mean, it's a good observation because even in practice, he looks legit. I mean, this guy's a former first pick in the draft, right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't he the first pick? Second. 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 second? It was yeah. luck. And then yeah, we're still debating which RG3. one was better. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, I mean, RG still got time to make his, make his run, you know, but he was good. He was good in practice. He was good in the preseason games. Um, you know, I, I would say this. I think, you know, a lot of people might chuckle at this, but I would say this. His best football is ahead of him. Mm-hmm. I really believe that. I mean, he's a quarterback. He's a pro. 
He works at it. And he, when he goes out there against your defense, we had the number one defense in the league. He's trying to pick no, the defense didn't. apart. Yes, we did. The Bears yards. were. No, no, yards. yards okay, yards. but in all, like, all DVOA, like all the okay, nerds. Okay, nerd. All right. Like, the yeah. Bears were Don't listen to him. Yards. So you can, you Football can guys that. like me and you I mean, say yeah. yards. Just, just yards? Yards. just going to go yards? Well, no, I, yeah. I agree with you. Yards is, but, but I would say this, though. It's kind of been the standard for, like, the last hundred years. I mean, yeah. points, I Most think, people. matter, too. Yards is more Like, points per game. the Bears number one on points? Yeah, pretty sure they were. We'll play the Bears defense against our defense right now. That would actually be a great football game. No, there's not actually no football involved. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe it's just high, tackling each other. The Bears, yeah, you can figure it out. <laughs> well, maybe you have to play offense like as a defense. You could figure something. Oh out. yeah, that yeah, would work. You know, we could. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, speaking of your defense, did Ray lose? I like your I like your feisty. Yeah. yeah. Did, I mean, I'm just stating facts. So it's not even as you see them. Yes, as I see them. Right. <laughs> yards. Did, uh, <laughs> yards. <laughs> did you ever understand what Ray Lewis was talking about? Just in general. Okay, yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah, I got the gist, basic gist of it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Joe, Joe, Joe has fun with that. Yeah. Did you, yeah. you did you go to his uh, Hall of Fame induction? Yes. Were you like, is this ever going to end? I was mesmerized <laughs> by it. I was mesmerized by it. I mean, I love Ray, and I do love Ray. And I'll tell you what, Ray, Ray is like, a, in all seriousness, sort of, but in all seriousness, he's a man of great faith, mm-hmm. and he has a great message, and he impacts a lot of lives, man. He takes his time. He's on. He's on the. He, you know. He is seriously, and it's not like, like star people that like some people like want to have the phone numbers of guys like Danny Woodhead on their phone, and yeah, that's stars, a kind of a big yeah. star, yeah, you know. Yeah. But this guy, he's he's on the phone with kids, kids who are sick, you know. He gets relationships with them. You know, he's a really good-hearted person, you yeah. know. And mm-hmm. he does give a pretty good talk, a pretty good fire-up speech. He yeah. does. Like when I hear him talk, if I was in that locker room, I would be ready to run through a brick wall, but I wouldn't know why. Yeah, right, you know? right, right. That's fair. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Um, all right, my last question. Uh, do you think who who who's going to retire first, and which rival do you hate more, the Steelers or the Patriots, Tom Brady or Ben Roethlisberger? That's a level we're we're delving into a depth level of hate here. It's really hard to mm-hmm. hard to gauge. That's what know? I love because it's I true. Mean, hate. How do you measure yeah. that level yeah. Of, yeah. Of, of disdain? You yeah, know? that's what makes football fun. highly respect. You know both because they're both great, but disdain level is really up there. Not as people, yeah, but as, as play during the game. Yes, yeah, you want to just. Do whatever kind of damage you can. So who gets the anger up more, the Steelers or the Patriots? Probably the Steelers because we play them more all the time. You know, mm-hmm. so you have more opportunities to get to get it juiced up. But when you play the Patriots, it's usually pretty big. Yep, we yeah. got them coming up again this year. So I tell you what, after the after the after we play them this year, I, I can maybe weigh back in on that. Re-ask the mm-hmm. question because it's yeah. coming. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I still storm think, is coming. Yes, I still think back to that. Uh, I forget what year it was. Maybe 2013. Was it? Um, it was in Foxborough. Tight end dropped that that touchdown pass. It was 2011. It was 2011. Lee Evans. Yeah, yeah Lee, Lee Evans. Lee that's Evans. Right. Wisconsin. Yeah. Shout um, out five. He I think you guys five touchdowns w- against Michigan State. I yeah. was there. I think yeah, you guys yeah. won the Super Bowl right. that year. <laughs> yeah, we, I was really. That was probably our best team, 2011. Mm-hmm. You know, most talented. Team. We're probably our best. We, we're probably better than the 2012 team. Interesting. Um, did you guys actually back up a Brinks truck when you signed Joe Flacco to that extension? <laughs> That would have been funny. I don't know how those. I don't know how the money's really exchanged. Yeah, yeah. yeah that would have been awesome money. if there was a, a truck that was just in reverse. Yeah. He went to he went to McDonald's though. Did you? Yeah, know he that? did. Yeah. Yes, I remember yeah. that. All right, I actually forgot. I have to ask the SeatGeek question. Promo Ooh. code Take. You get ten dollars off. Go to a football game next year because football is the best sport. Promo code Take SeatGeek uh, ten dollars off. Uh, I read a story about when you were growing up with Jim and you guys split the room. Yeah, and you kind of bamboozled him on the deal. 
Ah, what? No, Jim said that. Yeah, Jim said that. You want to clarify? Because the, the story goes. I can't even imagine what the, I mean, the room this, was split right down the middle. The story goes, you you, you told him. I was responsible for the fish tank. Split too. the room. Yeah. And then he realized after you split the room that all of like the electronics and the cool stuff was on your side and he couldn't access we it. We had no electronics. There was no cool stuff. I had to do the oh. fish bowl. It wasn't even a fish tank. <laughs> The fish, the fish tank got so dirty, fish were jumping out to escape the uh, water. <laughs> Trying to get be better outside. They committed suicide. <laughs> Two Harbaugh brothers and a fish. I yeah. love it. I mean, it was, it was the only thing he, only real jip complaint he has, he could have, is that the tape across the room, like he was by the door. So I was on the other side. So I had to pass through his territory. Oh. You know, and there's really no access, like path or whatever. Yeah. Driveway to get through. You just had to come through his turf. And I think that. But what could you do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he had a chip for the rest of his life and was yeah, like, I'm going to find the it. perfect said, time to drown yeah, in the ocean. Yeah. You, know, you, like, you like fish so much, you yeah. kept it on your side. You sleep with the fish. Yeah. You fish oh, lover. Um, I actually have a serious question. Uh, so Colin Kaepernick obviously just signed his uh, – he just did whatever settlement it was with the NFL that no one's allowed to talk about. Um, but there was some talk this year that you guys were interested in bringing him in. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that evaluation process like for him? Uh, you know, we never got into the football stuff. I, I've been talking like I knew him from the time Jim, you know, had him as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And he's he actually, I mean, from a family standpoint, we knew him real well. So yeah. it, we we're kind of there's a closeness there and everything. So it was real easy to start talking to him about uh, maybe you know did he want to come back and play and will we be a good fit and all that. So so we were talking for quite a while. You know, we ended up signing RG three. That was kind of the way we went for mm-hmm. whatever reasons. Um, but but uh, it could have happened, and from a football standpoint, it would have been good. I mean, he's a really good quarterback; would have been a great backup for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially, and that was that was actually before Lamar right got drafted. So, um, you know, it wasn't based on you know who who your young rookie was or anything. Right, like that. right. Um, all right. Well, thank you. We finally completed the last uh, Harbaugh token. Like I said at the start, yeah, we're it's good we're to be a token. Of, yeah, we're, we're no, part of the family. What do we get now? That yeah, what do we get? We get like a glass of milk. Well, it's not a glass. They came in like little cartons, like yeah. little pint cartons. Okay. And they would drink all of yours. Yeah. Damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got you. I let them drink. You see what happened. But. You, I mean. But. Yeah. Did you drink milk? No, not enough. No, oh, wow. That was a <laughs> shock. Not enough. But no, at hey. the end of the day, you have that look. You have the look now. On Jim. What look? The look. Oh, the, the look. The, the look. look. The look. Yeah, the right. look. Yeah. When your yeah. eyes catch each mm-hmm. other and you're like. You know. No. <laughs> when you see him next time, give him that look. I'm going to try, and then he'll probably punch me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Coach, thank you Thanks, so much. Guys. A little unnecessary shot about my height at the end, but that's okay. <laughs> that interview with Coach Harbaugh was brought to you by Muggsy Jeans. Jumpsuit January is officially over, which means it's back to us wearing our Muggsy Jeans. I'm actually wearing mine right now. I'm touching. If you if you are too. watching on uh, Barstool Gold, I'm touching my jeans and stretching. Look how these stretch. It's incredible. They're super, super comfortable. You've heard the name from us before. Muggsy jeans are the only jeans we wear because they look like jeans, but they feel like sweatpants. It's not an exaggeration. We don't know how the guys at Muggsy did it, but their jeans feel like sweatpants that had sex with even more comfortable sweatpants and somehow had an awesome jeans baby. Their words, not mine, but also my words. Muggsy was started by a stoolie who was tired of being uncomfortable in his jeans. His goal was simple, reinvent men's jeans to look good and feel outrageously comfortable. And after five years of working with industry experts, he perfected jeans for the common man. The magic is in Muggsy's proprietary denim, which is made from a bunch of high-tech materials that make these jeans mind-blowingly soft and mind-blowingly flexible. Even better, their jeans come in a stylish fit that's not too baggy, but not too tight, so you can somehow look even better than you feel. Muggsy jeans are sweeping the nation for good reason. Take our word for it. 
Give Muggsy Jeans a try, and you won't be able to wear any other jeans again. They're so confident, they do free shipping and free returns, so your comfort is 100% guaranteed. Do your legs a favor. Head to Muggsy.com. That's M-U-G-S-Y.com to check out Muggsy's full lineup of jeans and safer-work chinos, including new sizes and new styles. Use promo code PMT for $10 off. That's a beer on us and a pair of the most comfortable men's jeans ever by heading to Muggsy.com and use promo code PMT. The interview was also brought to you by ZipRecruiter. As any coach or GM will tell you, the foundation of any great team is great talent, so it's no surprise teams dedicate so much time and effort towards finding the right players. The same rule applies when it comes to hiring. You need top talent, but you don't have endless resources to find it. Luckily, you do have ZipRecruiter. They scout talent for you. With ZipRecruiter, one click sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. Their powerful matching technology scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. It's so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address. It's ZipRecruiter.com slash PMT. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash PMT. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Okay, let's get to some segments. I have cracked the case, Hank. It's a combo of a many stories that have combined into one in my brain. Yes, the subway has skin. You're breathing skin in the subway restaurants that are inside of the subway. There are subway restaurants inside the subway. Are you talking about like Penn Station? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, got it. So, but here, the, the story. The reality is you're, you breathe in human skin everywhere, everywhere you go. Everywhere. But hold on. The story that I had also thought of was, Drew, do you remember the yoga mat story? About Subway, they had, like, yoga mat plastic yes. in their bread, and I then put it all together, and I basically was like, well, they're just, they're basically cooking yogis. Hot yoga. They're they're cooking, like, yoga freaks and putting it into their bread, and that's why it smells so good. Yeah, so what happens is people go to the Bikram Yoga, where it's, like, 100 degrees. Yep. They cook their bodies on the mats. Yep. And then later, those yoga mats are recycled into bread, making the restaurant smell like human skin. Myth busted. Got it. Yes. Okay. I'm glad we got to the bottom Let's of that. Let's get to some segments. We have, uh, first up, bad visual for Bryce Harper, who has signed with the Philadelphia Phillies in his introductory uh, press conference with a bunch of fans there. He said, I am excited to bring a title to D.C. Mm-hmm. Bad, bad visual, Bryce. Whoops. Not a great way to start out. Unless, unless it was one of those situations where it's like you get a day with the cup and you bring it back to the place that means the most to you. Do you get a day with the World Series? I don't think anybody would want a day with that. I'm just trying to help Bryce That shitty trophy. Yeah, if yeah. you have to carry that around, you're putting out at least one eye. So he's like, hey, I'm going to bring it back to D.C. and enjoy it with my longtime fan, Nat fans. He's going to, Remember yeah. Natitude. He's just going to circle the bases one last time in D.C. Yeah. showing them what he did. Or he's saying that he's a double agent and he signed with the Phillies to absolutely ruin their salary cap and ensure that the Nationals yes, win a title. That, that, that That's probably what he's doing. That's yes. what he's doing. Yes, he did. He did it. Mission no, the salary cap issue is very serious. <laughs> I don't, you're probably not a capologist like I am yes. in baseball. Yes, uh, but yeah, it was a bad visual for sure. I just, yeah, I just hope he's right. That'd be nice. That the Phillies are going to be so bad that, that, that the, Nationals, the Nationals will win the East all yeah. the time. He went up, you know what? He went up there to ruin their salary cap and their morale yes. as a team. Mission accomplished. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go, Bryce. How how. We like what point Manny Machado and Bryce Harper do you think they'll get traded to the Yankees? 
Yeah, one of the two. The, you know Yankee fans are like, it's okay, we'll just get him in a couple of years. I don't think Machado's going. I think Machado's just going to be cool as a cucumber down in San Diego. Yeah. Why would you ever want to leave that situation? No, he's never going to be heard from again. Mm-hmm. Bryce Harper, different story. Right. Uh, all right, next up we have... They could put a team in Alaska, and it would get less coverage than the, than the San Diego Padres. So initial pop would get some, yeah, would get some coverage, and then... Yeah, actually, no, the Alaskan whatever would the, probably The Alaskan get, halibuts. Yeah. Yeah, because we talk about like the long flights there and stuff. Mm-hmm. It still would be more pop. A halibut would be a very good batter. I, I feel like because it would have both. It's got both its eyes on one side of its face, and it's cold. Yeah, so it's nice and like hard, rigid. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not like a bat. Oh, I mean a bat. like if a You're halibut was an a, actual batter was up to bat. Got it. Yeah, swinging a human. Yes. Yeah. Um, all right, PR 101 for bridge. So hmm? there's yeah. What is the story here? There's an anti-doping. I'm woke on this, but I want to hear what yeah, it is first. So, so am I. I think we're probably woke for the same reason. So, Gear Helgemo, he's a Norwegian bridge player, but plot twist, he represents Monaco in bridge events. So he's kind of like that uh, kid from New Jersey that plays on the Italian soccer team. Yep. Um, Tony Miola. Yeah, there you, name. there you go. Uh, he tested positive for synthetic testosterone and the female fertility drug clomiphene. Hmm. So he got grown busted. Those titties. He got busted. Grown those titties. That's the same thing. I think um, I Manny, Manny Ramirez, oh, yeah, yeah. Phil Mickelson. Yes, got busted. we all got busted. He's on that. Um, and the uh, the president of the Norwegian Bridge Federation, Karian Opsal, said the drugs were not performance enhancing, but the World Bridge community disagrees, and so he's been popped, and I think he's suspended uh, from participating in events because he he was taking testosterone. So what are you woke on? I'm woke on the fact that this whole crisis is engineered by the bridge community yes. to get a headline. Yes. It's pretty easy. It's, it's a good, I mean, it's a good, we're talking about it right now. Mm-hmm. So it worked. Yeah. But yeah, it's absolutely fake. Yeah. I mean, the if I were him, I, w- I would have considered going with the Brian Cushing defense. When Brian got popped with that, he was like, I've got fake cancer. Yeah. Remember that? Yep. I do. No one ever questions that I, one. I was trying to jog my memory because he's been popped so many times. Yeah, which was one like, was which it? Which one are we talking about? Yeah, so, um, I mean, I'm psyched that we're talking about Bridge. It's been underrepresented on the show for a long time. Yep. We've got a, a large community of AWLs who are Bridge obsessive. Um, but yeah. <laughs> this guy is so fucking funny. He looks exactly like a Bridge player. Let me see he, what he looks like. He also, he says uh, he didn't have a terribly good understanding as to how the drugs got into his system. These very <laughs> specific drugs, no clue. No idea? Look at that. That's like, oh, that's yeah, yeah. He's had that same well, haircut since he was five years old. My understanding is many of the best bridge players in the world are menopausal women, right? Mm-hmm. So they probably take, so they're allowed to just snort, snort lines of this stuff. True, but a man's not allowed to, you know, crush up some estrogen and melt it down and slam it into his vein. Bridge? No, never mind. I was gonna say bridge is actually a very fun game, but I was thinking of cribbage. Cribbage is a fun cribbage game. is a fun cribbage game. is a very fun game. Bridge, I do not know if I've ever played bridge. I just think that he should be allowed to try to cure a disease that he's not sure that he doesn't have. Yes, yeah. Uh, all right. Next up, we have Mike Greenberg's dumb rules for hockey. So, Hank, what was the quote? You threw this out there. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Hank. He said uh, instead of overtime, instead of doing the like three Who, on three. Wait, who's he? Tort John Tortorella. Of course. Okay. Yep. Torts. Noted asshole. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said they should just play three on three until someone dies. That is a very John Tortorella quote. So when someone dies, that team loses or wins? That's a, that's a good question. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. I think the team that has a player die has to wins. win. Yeah, because it's like they gave. That's the they most hockey thing you can do. Right, just put your life on the line. I do agree that three on three. Like, why wouldn't you just play that forever? I mean, mm-hmm. it's I, you know, are we? 
Yeah, I had a joke, but I'm not going to say. No, it. do it. I was just going to say, are we You're saying hot. are we going to say that Clint Malarchuk is the worst teammate of all time for getting carried off the ice and getting his throat stitched up and not dying? Yeah, that is true. Like as far as hockey, hot, tough. I I predict that whatever team Clint Malarchuk was on would have won more Stanley Cups had he died on the ice than they have they in, the, the in the patch, years since. They do the yeah, they do the whole thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, I agree. Very unfair. So I I actually like this rule. Just play to the death. Maybe that should be all sports. Instead of keeping score, you just play until someone dies. I mm-hmm. think they should just play overtime so it goes to it should go four on four. Or they should start it where it starts five on five and then they do a four on four and then a three on three and then a two on two. And then finally one on one. And then it's just goalies like, I think they doing do shootouts. A sh- I think they should just do a, a goalie sh- shootout. Shootout, but it, but they add the element of swinging like uh, paint cans across the entire stadium mm, like it's a donkey like kong home level alone. Yeah. yeah and they just swing like 15 paint cans between the player and the goalie and you so you have to deal with that while also trying to score i like that a lot or you could just you could say we're going to play it um, on grass and instead of a puck you have a ball and you're only allowed to pass the ball backwards Got and there's it. seven guys on a team and then you and then and you then, get to lift the trophy cup and then everybody would be much yeah. more interested in watching that yes no sorry the Cup Trophy. The Cup Trophy. I apologize. The Cup Trophy. And also, Malachuk fact check was on the Buffalo Sabres. There so, we go. Um, I'm sorry that you've had to deal with a, a drought of Stanley Cups since he didn't <laughs> die on the ice. <laughs> All right. Uh, last up before we get to our Monday reading, Talking Soccer. MLS is back. That was Talking Soccer. It's too soon. Just finished. Just got over my hangover from uh, celebrating the Atlanta United. Is it Atlanta FC or Atlanta United? It's one of those Who European games. <laughs> I was talking soccer. What, which one is it? <laughs> it's it probably the both. Is it both? It's Atlanta United FC. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> That's it. We know our soccer. Yeah, we absolutely know our soccer. Get the fuck out of here, people. Should, isn't the whole reason Man U is called Manchester United because they took two teams and they put them together and they were united? Sure. And so now U.S. teams are just like, <laughs> yeah, D.C. United, Atlanta oh, we United. We start talking soccer. It's like yeah. ask each other questions when we neither of us know the answer. Mm-hmm. Which is like, yeah, that Listen, works. I, I think that they should just let the Women's World Cup happen this summer and, and then start the MLS season after that. Yeah, it feels like it's just too soon. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't even filled out my fantasy team yet. I'm putting together my bracket for the, for the Women's World Cup. I've got the U.S. winning it all. By the way, we need to check our AAF standings. We also never did a bet, so that's going to be interesting. Uh, let's see AAF standings. I'm hot on the trail. Who has? Who, I have the two A teams. I know that. I have Arizona and Atlanta. Okay, I think I had Memphis and Birmingham. Okay, oh, I have Birmingham. this is the this is this is bad radio. Oh no, I had, I had Orlando. I think right. I, I have I San Spurrier? Diego. <laughs> no, no, well, this is by the way. This is our last segment before we get to Monday reading bad radio. Mm-hmm. Where we try to figure out not only what the standings are, but what teams. So we what have. teams? Who's got Orlando? All I know is that Memphis had a hell of a week. Okay, so so wait, so tell me. He's got a stranglehold on the East Division. In the right, East so Division, the Orlando. Just go Pop- total wins. Give me total wins for the two teams that we each have. So Liam's Liam team, has seven. Liam's seven and one. So Liam had the Orlando Apollos and the Birmingham Iron. So he has seven wins. Seven and one. PFT. I had Memphis and San Antonio. I think. So and so, I am. Let's see, one and wins? three plus two and two. Three wins. Three wins. Five losses. Okay, uh, but 
but Mettenberger is getting a nod instead of Hackenberg, so I feel All like right, we're I'll on put, hot I'm going to put an asterisk give me, on it. No, give me an extra win yeah, for that. No, look, just I'm spot that me a win. I'll, we'll just, I'm we'll good for it. it. We'll revisit. Zach's good for I it. I have the A's team, so Atlanta. Atlanta and Arizona. Yep. So you are two and four. Two and four total? Yeah, Atlanta hasn't Yikes. won a game yet. That's not so good. So that means I have San Diego and Salt Lake? Yeah. Which means I'm three and five as well. Yeah. Okay, so I'm but, pulling up the rear. Well, I guess, No. I should have. I, give me an extra win, so I'm above PFT. Okay, so Hank has four wins. Fuck, that was and good. I also have four wins. PFT's in last. No, that was a good. That was a good move. Hank just pulled <laughs> yeah, there. He just just pulled an extra win <laughs> yeah. there. All right, but I've got the asterisk. So wait, who's to say? Wait, hold on. When we decided this though, bet didn't we all agree that we because we love the NFL so much and we hate the AAF? It's actually if you finish with the most wins, you lose. Mm, I think that maybe. was what we said. Uh, it makes, it so makes a lot of sense. So in last place with seven wins. Uh-oh. Trouble in paradise. You ready for this? <laughs> this is truly bad radio. No, the AAF is being sued. Again? By a man who claims that it was his idea. Wait, no. To that, start the AAF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, yeah, that, that, was, yeah. that was everybody's yes. idea yes. to have more football. Yes. And I actually what? had that idea when I was seven years old. Although, Jerry Jones wearing AAF. Hmm. So is it back? Hmm. Interesting. All right, let's do our Monday reading. This Monday's reading is brought to you by I'm a typical millennial New Yorker with an addiction to sex parlors in the New York Post. Yeah, typical. All right, here we go. Michael is the founder of a tech startup valued at $10 million. That's actually not that much for a tech startup. Living alone in a two-bedroom apartment in the West Village, the 30-year-old is the picture of success. Dave's actually 42, right? Mm-hmm. So okay, so he's 42 year olds. He's already lying to us. But over the past six years, he has shelled out more than $20,000 on his weekly vice visits to massage parlors for sex. Over how many years? Six years. Six 20, years. 000. So doing the math, that's about $3,000 a year, give or take. Jesus. That's not that much. No, that isn't that's, that much. I wouldn't, I wouldn't qualify that as an addiction. Yeah, that, that seems like, yeah, now that you've broke that down. Math wise, this guy right. just he just likes to party. Okay, so he so Michael's not his real name, but he says I'm a typical millennial guy. I live in the village, work in tech. Yeah, so typical. Hang mm-hmm. out with my friends, but I suppose what sets me apart is my rub and tug tug addiction. Okay, mm-hmm. in New York, you can get anything you want. On the same block, you can go to the hardware store, grab avocado toast, and get a happy ending. All before 11 a.m. What a show off. No, you can't. Oh, my God. You know how long it takes you to shop for anything at a hardware store? Also, yeah, he threw in a hardware store. Like, I'm just a guy. Look, like, who? who's like, I'm going to go, you know, uh, mix some paint, go get mm. some avocado toast, and then get jerked off. Yeah. That's never, that that those three things have never been done in the same morning. Yeah, the Venn diagram of days <laughs> that I eat avocado toast and go to a hardware store. Yes. Uh, they, it's just two circles at opposite sides of the room. Hardware store guys jerk themselves off. Yeah. That's a fact. That's why, yeah, you get those nice calluses on your hand. Yeah, they do it in the parking lot. Yeah. In their truck. All right. Uh, one of my go-to places is right next to a fancy sushi restaurant that charges $60 for a caviar roll. Wow. Nice brag. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to get anything that it's also easy not to think what I'm doing is wrong. It all started after my longtime girlfriend and I broke up six years ago. I needed instant gratification, and I found it in the massage parlor. The sex just happened. I didn't even have to ask for it. It was so transactional. Transact- 
transactional, I figured it was harmless. So he got entrapped into getting handjobs. So he just thought the masseuse just wanted to fuck him. Yeah, it was a combination of that, and that I guess that's intoxicating to some people. Yeah. So it's like if they if somebody gives you um, what's that movie with the guy with the flower? Oh, the the town, right? Yeah. The guy from the town, the flower guy. He got the other guy's mom addicted to smack by just like putting a spike in her arm one time. Yeah. Doped her up good and proper. That's right. Whoa. These masseuses. Spoiler. These masseuses got him addicted on purpose. Yeah. If anything, they should be arrested. They got him addicted to sex. He got a sex problem. Uh. Within a few months, my visits became a regular thing. It's the same thing every time. The flirty greeting of, hey, baby boy. That mm. that doesn't really... No, that does it for me, yeah. Put, if no. you're getting no. jerked off and yeah. and they're like, hey, baby boy. Mm-hmm. Okay. It makes it seem like a diaper change. Yeah, interesting. They've seen your penis and they're calling you baby boy? Mm-hmm. That's a... Got it. Every guy, every guy loves to be told he's got a, a fresh little baby dick. Oh, your, baby, your, cute, your cute little baby dick. Mm-hmm. All right. Then I lie on the bed, and it's back massage, leg massage, flip over, tug, clean up, out. Fellas, I got a question. <laughs> I got a question, fellas. Yeah. Is it gay to let a woman jerk you off? Mm. It's like, hey, like I, I'm a man. I can do I can do my own yeah. handiwork. I can yes. do my own chores. Yes. It's beta move. It's a total beta move to let yeah. a girl look at your wiener. For, $40 <laughs> for the mine. house, 40 for the tip. There's mutual understanding this is part of the scope of services. Now, I don't think that... Okay. If I'm being honest, my addiction has held me back in dating. I've never had trouble meeting women. Sure. Sure, baby dick. Uh, When I started, apps like Tinder were starting to get popular, but I didn't want to wait to meet up with a girl, go on a date, and woo her. I just wanted to get to the sex. The paid experiences have ruined me. Okay. That actually... That like that makes like w- once you get delivery like delivery has kind of ruined going out like oh we could just get delivery yeah like cooking dinner yeah yeah why why would you ever want to do that except if you're using Blue Apron all right I went out with a woman last summer and she used her hand on me but it was awful and just not the same as a professional <laughs> how what's that conversation when you go out on a date and the the nice young lady gives you a, a hand job and you're like this just, is nothing like my masseuse mm-hmm. just kid stuff <laughs> yeah that's right just some relief just be like listen I just need I'm all backed up yeah. Uh, I love the ego stroke I get at the massage parlor, the way they call you big boy. Nope, that doesn't happen. You just you said, said you were on the boy. record yeah. that they call you baby dick. He literally realized his mistake midway through his interview. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, like, they say, you're say the baby boy? No, they say you're, you're a big guy. You almost trick yourself into thinking that masseuse is into you, so he's fallen in love with a stripper. A series of them. Yes, all of them. There's also the illicit thrill of getting away with it. One time the masseuse gave me oral sex with a condom on. Oh, Ooh, wow, that, that's that really... Like, you now know we're what? really getting hot and heavy. I think I might have an addiction, too, because that sounds awesome. <laughs> Nothing like getting your dick sucked with a fucking condom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's exciting, kind of underground, and crazy that it's all happening at all. I have to admit, it's easier not to know the real-life circumstances of these women working in the massage parlors. Uh, You're a really good guy, dude. Yeah, nice. (laughs) If they're forced to do this against their will, that's horrible. Well, at least he cleared that up Mm -hmm. halfway through the article. (laughs) But who wants to think about what? what, Who wants to think about that when you're just trying to escape for a bit? I can't deny that doing that job all day has to be gross, disgusting. That's Mm -hmm. this guy. Fair point. Really having a nice. He's he's very good at compartmentalizing stuff. (laughs) Like this dude, no wonder he's a CEO. Yeah. Like this is basically what it means to lead a company. Yeah. Is just like forget about all the all the bad shit that you're doing and just focus (laughs) on how you're changing the world. Okay. Here's the here's this part that's ridiculous. When I first heard about Robert Kraft, I was shocked. He's 77. 
If I'm still doing this in my 70s, that's just sad. Counterpoint, I think it's more sad to be doing this when you're 30 oh, yep. than if you're like in your upper 70s. Also, another counterpoint. His yeah, wife died. So, sorry to break it to you, buddy. It's true. Little baby dick. You're going to be doing this in your 70s. You're mm-hmm. literally addicted to it. Mm-hmm. You're going to be doing it in your 70s. It also uh, really made me consider the legal consequences. I just assume that the act isn't technically illegal because I've never had to ask for it. Is this guy a lawyer? Oh, I, I mean, never that's, asked an, for that's it. an ironclad defense, isn't it? He's actually, like, as, as far as he knows, he is the great romancer of yeah, our time. These are actually his girlfriends. Every woman that he meets just wants to rub his tiny little dick <laughs> until he comes on their hand. Every massage he's ever had ends up with a blowjob with a condom. This on. is a curse he for that asked. guy. You know, you know how exhausting that much that must be. Yeah, just be a dude and everybody jerks you off. Everybody just wants to blow you. Yeah. with a condom. Uh, the expense can be easy to justify, too. Maybe the $20,000 I've spent helped me focus on my business, netting me 10 times that amount in productivity. Mm. This guy's, I like this guy now. Good point. He's just that, spin, he is the spin zone master. That is a life hack right there. Like, never ask you know what? for it. Getting these hand jobs is a loss leader. Yeah. Never ask for it. Making money off of it. Mm-hmm. Ne- gonna stop eventually so he doesn't do it when he's 70. Uh-huh. Doesn't yeah. He thought about that it might be bad conditions, but he's like, you know what? Whatever, I won't think about yeah. that anymore. Every time I come, all I see is just $100 bills flying out of my penis onto my chest. <laughs> yeah, it's but, good. It's a good investment. Uh, all right, wrapping up. But sometimes when I think about the money I've spent, I get mad at myself. I'm definitely too dependent on it. I'm addicted. Instead of going out with friends after work, I'll go to the massage place. Yeah, that does sound actually kind of weird. Uh, but, again, counterpoint, that is actually very good for the bottom line, for his pocketbook. Yeah. You go to a happy hour with friends, maybe out to dinner, you're looking at you know, $100, $150 in New York. Uh, instead, he's paying, what, $40, $80? How much? Oh, $40. Uh, $40 for the house. So $80. Yeah. yeah, so he's paying $80, and uh, then he just goes home and makes himself a sandwich. Yep. Uh, I've been in Miami for a month for work, and I've done it down here three times. To- Wait, where's Dave right now? Miami. Oh, okay. Miami. I've okay. been in month. I've been in Miami for a month uh, for work, and I've done it down here three times after searching for Asian massage parlors online. You look for telltale signs like photos of hot girls. It's also a dead giveaway when you have to ring through two two doorbells just to walk in. So wait, he's like, it's disgusting. I should stop doing it. But here's exactly how everyone can do it too. Yeah. So you you go through <laughs> two doorbells. It's like launching a nuclear missile in a Telling sub. everyone how to do it. Yeah, two-factor authentication. But here's the thing. He's been down there for a month, and he's only done this three times. Uh, he, that's not an addiction. You are just horny, and you can't get laid. Yes. And so every now and again, you're like, I want to go get a hand job. Yeah. This is not a mental like addiction that no. you have. Uh, and he finished it up with- It's if, called just like being a loser. If I was dating someone, I like to think I would stop, but I don't know. I'm going to say no. That sounds- Yeah. I'm going to say no. If you include that as the kicker in your article about how you're addicted to getting uh, hand jobs from masseuses, <laughs> I'm going to say that you would just go ahead and keep doing it. I'm going to say your girlfriend that you get at some point is probably going to be like, why are you putting on this condom before I blow you? Mm-hmm. Like, don't worry, honey. It's just a thing I like to it's, do. Yeah, this is the right <laughs> way to do things. This He strikes me as a guy that shows up to work functions with the same escort every time, but says it's his girlfriend yeah. because she's the one that's always there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Although, it might be nice to work for this guy. He seems like he's relaxed all the time. Yeah, and he also does compartmentalize. So if you mm-hmm. just make a mistake, you can be like, we'll put that in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll, I'll just rub you just out real put, quick. Yeah, put on this condom. I'll suck it off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not time. I'm not touching your dick. Yeah. Yeah, your baby dick. Uh-huh. All right, so that was our Monday reading. Uh, Wednesday, we have the return of a recurring guest, P-Man himself. Not P-Boy, P-Man, Adam Schefter, coming on Wednesday. We'll see you everyone then. Love you guys. 
This is Marty Mush. Congrats on finishing your favorite Barstool podcast. I have a gift for you. You have been carefully selected for a special Barstool Sports sale, and all you have to do is use Store10 for 10% off everything on store.barstoolsports.com. Before you start your next episode, head over there now and get ready for St. Paddy's Day with all your favorite gear. That's Store10 for 10% off everything on store.barstoolsports.com. Please keep this between us.